Taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy, T. Oh, you know. It's your boy, Fake O'Rain. Real name, Addy Play. All games, all gimmicks. That was a little extended for my taste, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, that's the fucking Fade Podcast. Your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related. Uh, God, you see, I knew it would throw me off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me try that again. Uh, take two. It's the Fade Podcast. Your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related. Along with any goddamn thing we want to talk about. Coming to you live, direct, Heart Studios, Baltimore City. What in the fuck is up? It's been a long week, man. Yeah. Crazy week. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a long week, like, I suppose. What, three weeks from election? The Chiefs Two lost weeks. their first game? Deservedly, yeah. You know, Jake from State Farm didn't. didn't get him that Rogers discount that he needed? I think he has enough discounts. I think uh, he probably he, uh, does. Being the, millionaire, yeah, being the millionaire, yeah, being the millionaire, he doesn't need okay. that many he can discounts. Yeah. One loss. <laughs> uh, so for those who are saying, "Rain, why do you sound so different?" Uh, it's because, uh, of course, uh, as the, uh, the the title card would indicate, he uh, is fake. Rain, fake. Uh, <laughs> All games, uh, all gimmicks. No, we got uh, we got Addy play here uh, in the studio with us. Uh, he usually handles all of the tech stuff on the uh, the back end. Uh, as well as like actually switching it, but uh, uh, a rain, uh, yeah, rain just was like fuck it, guys. I don't want to, I don't want to fucking do it today. I'm not, I'm not waking up today. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm going on the beach somewhere, chilling out. You know, is it the beach though? No, he's he's literally doing more important things. Yeah, like literally <laughs> more important things. Be, be, being a responsible man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's doing his, he's doing his, uh, his thing. So I can't, uh, I can't be mad at him. Uh. So shout out to uh, a rain. We will, uh, we will look for you to be back next week, man. Um, but uh, yeah, without further ado, let's just jump into the shit, right? Yeah. Like, why, why waste time? Why mince words? Uh, so I didn't actually have that much for last week, this or uh, next week, last week, next week. Um, except for uh, yeah, we're moving into a new place, and uh, we found out that we have a leak, uh, in the roof. As so you were fun. repairing, as as the I'm repairing the previous, leak. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or as I was repairing the damage from, from the, the previous, previous leak, leak yeah. uh, we find out that uh, that uh, yeah, there there is a there is indeed the and I, I don't even think it's a new leak; it's the same leak. It's, it's the same leak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it just was never actually fixed. Uh, is How the, is that issue. going though? As a homeowner, the first thing you realize there's something wrong with the roof. At first, it's scary, right? Because at first, you're you like you're like fuck mm. you know you're, you're just counting the like how much is this gonna cost yeah, me how many zeros yeah how many zeros am i looking at here uh but then you like there's a moment where you're like all right let me get my bearings together let me just figure out what the fuck i need to do let me figure out what the damage is and then go from there and so going through that whole process it's not it's actually not the worst thing in the world it's not the best clearly but it's not yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world um it's just like anything else in life right like you you kind of just roll with the punches and and deal with things as they come uh, and try to do it responsibly too. Like, cause if you try to skimp on shit, that's when you kind of run yourself into a worse yeah. problem than you started out with. So, um, cause it's I, always, I, uh, exciting seeing angry tune day. No, that's not fun for anybody. Yeah, cause, cause I, don't I never see it. People don't know. You're not a very angry person. No, no, I'm usually pretty, pretty chill. Uh, I do have my moments. I've always said, uh, you know, when I first started dating Caroline, I always told her that the only two things, uh, I'll ever get mad at, uh, what was the second? I can't even remember what the second thing. The only thing I now that I realize I get mad at is just Madden. That's the only thing. <laughs> it's the only thing that will make me angry. 
Uh, Man, if I got angry at FIFA, Anna would not be around me. <laughs> Wait, do you get angry? At FIFA? No, not at all. Okay, that's but, but you play online, right? Yeah, yeah, play I don't care about that. It's very frustrating though when um, I'm the AI all the way. Like, just I'll play the AI <laughs> when I'm bored. Yeah, well, you're, you're apparently you're not as good as you think you are. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah, not. No, no matter why how I don't get angry at it. <laughs> You've accepted your mediocrity when it comes Absolutely. to FIFA. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, man, I didn't really have this. Did you have anything from last week uh, or next week that you're looking forward to? Nah, last week? Yeah. Because it was literally last night. Something about Static Shock was announced. Yes. Which uh, I thought was really Michael interesting. Michael B. Jordan yeah. is uh, is going to be, I don't think, I don't know if he's going to be acting in it or even I, directing even. I, I think he's producing. No, he's was his, his company. Producing? That's what I hear. That's the, that's the, that's the news that I hear from the street. It's not from the I street, like that look Google. because yeah. of what the character is yeah. and who the rumors are that are casting it. Um, uh, the kid uh, from, uh, yeah, yeah, from um, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I like that combination if Michael B. Jordan is actually involved in it. I guess I don't I don't uh, Michael B. Jordan. The only thing that I really remember him producing was one movie that I think he did with Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like some sort of like kind of like futuristic weird kind of like sci-fi movie kind of situation i didn't actually make it all the way through the movie from what i hear the movie was actually pretty good but from the first mm. half of it that i saw it was not very great um yeah i haven't even heard of that so uh you know I, i'm waiting to see you know what what we get from him. um we are going to talk a little later about some things of like basically uh you gotta you gotta deal with the practicality oh of yeah oh yeah the reality of the situation, not what you want it to be, but what it actually is. And so uh, I, I love Michael B. Jordan as, a, as an actor. Uh, we'll see how things pan out. As far I just as think his goes. arsenal of what he can offer to film industry mm-hmm. is not even he hasn't even reached half of his peak. You know, sure, he can offer but- the film industry a whole lot more. Sure, but I I would say that you you never really know, right? Like you don't know. Like and the unfortunate part is is that sometimes skills don't transfer over right like so yeah, sometimes you can yeah, be yeah, a great yeah. actor actress and it just doesn't transfer over to directing or I mean, clearly you uh, expressed that with uh coppola in her uh in her acting debut fantastic <laughs> director fantastic one of the greatest directors but also you terrible actress stop bagging on her. <laughs> no godfather three was just she comes on screen and you're just like why is this happening i don't understand why they Bomb allowed emoji. this to go on no she it, it has to be nepotism right because there's no reason why like you'd be sitting in a fucking like uh you know uh they're reading lines for the movie and they're like all right sophie here's your next line and she reads it and you're like i'm convinced it's like no no part of that was convincing <laughs> i'm convinced you know how to read <laughs> yeah <laughs> no and look i I, I can't say enough about her as a director. You know, she d- uh, directed um, one of your favorites, uh, one of your favorite movies. Um, uh, uh, not Stranger. I keep wanting to say Stranger in Fiction. It's not Stranger in Fiction. It's uh, Lost in Translation, um, as well as uh, the new movie with uh, also Bill Murray and uh, Rashida Jones. Uh, I think it's called On the Rocks. On the Rocks. Uh, yeah. yeah. I actually Marlon to Marlon Wayans is yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who we're actually gonna I'm gonna mention a little later. Um, which I enjoy but, uh, him when he doesn't do like. It's uh, good that you say that, but like these like slapstick yeah, kind of yeah. like roles. Yeah, he's, he's a good actor. He is. We're going to I'm going to mention it a little later. But with all that being said, uh, that is enough of last week. Next week, let's just jump right into the shiznits uh, with uh, this new trailer we, we got here. We got a new trailer this week for uh, Hillbilly Elegy. That's how I read Elgy. 
I, I don't know how to say this. I mean, it's hillbilly, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's whatever you want. It, it, it doesn't even really matter what comes after that, right? Uh, so uh, this past week, we got a trailer for um, uh, Hillbilly Elgi. Elgi, <laughs> I'll just say. Uh, and the reason why I was paused because my transition didn't work the proper way that I wanted to. I, I forgot we changed this up a little bit for you. So now I'm a little, <laughs> so now yeah, I was confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in any case, uh, so let's talk about the synopsis for this, uh, for this film. Um, so, uh, we have a Yale law student who's drawn, uh, back to his hometown, uh, and he grapples with, uh, family history. This is about basically like an Appalachian, Appal- Appalachian, I believe that's, mm-hmm. that's pronounced, Appalachian. uh, Appalachian values, um, uh, and the American Dream. Uh, this is directed by Ron Howard, and uh, Ron Howard's done like a lot of shit. Uh, so uh, I didn't know, I didn't realize this, although I think I did know it, and I just didn't really remember it. Uh, is that he's the narrator for uh, Arrested Development? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I completely forgotten about that. Uh, but of course, he's a really you know great director. He directed um, Apollo thirteen, mm-hmm. um, the Da Vinci Code with. Tom Hanks, um, to a lesser extent, the uh, Angels and Demons, which wasn't all that great. Yeah, it's not even good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and also a beautiful mind. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's, he's done a lot of great things, obviously. Uh, his daughter, um, uh, 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 Bryce Dallas uh, mm-hmm. Howard, uh, she's she's also coming into her own as being a director uh, as well, but she's obviously a great actress. Um, uh, this was written by Vanessa Taylor and uh, is based off of a book uh, from J.D. Vance, uh, who this entire story is based off a of. Memoir. It's a true life. Yeah. Uh, it's a memoir. Um, true life story. Uh, and stars uh, the stars Amy Adams, uh, Glenn Close, uh, Gabriel Basso, and uh, Haley Bennett, uh, and is due out uh, November 24th of this particular year. Now, uh, what's interesting about it is, is that uh, so this is being released on Netflix, but it's also being released on, uh, they're going to do at least some sort of a theatrical run with it where they're going to release it at the same time, uh, that they released the, uh, the, the Netflix, Man, uh, if you version. catch the Rona going to see a hillbilly movie. Uh, I mean, I guess it's fitting. Man, I don't know. Is it? I, I guess it must be. <laughs> Although that's, that's unfair to are say. They, right? Are they you releasing don't... it in the rust belt? Because this is where this is taking place. Yeah. Like in that whole area. You know, I don't know where they, the they fuck is be. Appalachia. Where, where, what, what is considered Appalachian? Uh, it's a state. I don't, I don't know. know. I just I know their do, football team. I was not good at you geography know, when I was a kid. Yeah. D one. Double A. Who? <laughs> Appalachian State football. I. Uh, they're yeah, a football team. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> um. So so yeah. So let's go through the trailer here. Um. So you know, and I can kind of rewind this to the uh to the to the start, but um. What did you what did you think about the trailer as you uh you kind of uh, poured into it? So when I played the trailer first, mm-hmm. I was just kind of trying to listen to it in the background. Yeah. And what I immediately thought of it was when my girlfriend Anna mm-hmm. said, "What is that?" Because that mm-hmm. actually sounds good. Mm-hmm. So I actually stopped. You know, we we wanted the whole thing and watched it from beginning to end. Yeah. And it looked it looked interesting. It looked good. The first thing that caught my attention was Amy Adams. I'm a big Amy Adams fan. Yeah. And I guess the look of Amy Adams kind of caught me off guard a little bit because, man, did they make her look like, I guess, a teenage hillbilly mama grown up a little bit. They made everybody look every they, single Yeah, they, 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 made, they made them look pretty rough. But yeah. it, it caught my attention because these type of stories where you have a family from 
a rough background. We see it all the time, but we don't necessarily see it in this type of setting. Mm. You know, people from the Rust Belt where it's, you know, middle America and it's a hard life that's different from the inner city, for example, life, or even just a suburb life that a young 18-year-old mother growing up raising children would experience. It caught my attention. I thought it looked good. Mm. I don't necessarily know about the entire story itself, how it's fully going to play out. I read a little bit about the actual memoir itself and how it, well, actually the part that I read was uh, how the memoir stuck true to the Rust Belt actually helping Trump win certain states and the promise that he made about bringing, you know, uh, industrial jobs back. Yeah. And you have this being portrayed, from my understanding, in this movie you saw it a little bit in the trailer. You saw the rough areas that they were living in. You got that from Amy Adams's interaction with her mom mm. about, you know, not having any sort of life, right. about just constantly just having to raise her kids. So mm. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what this type of life actually means to yeah. somebody in that area of America. Well, so th that was actually what was interesting about the trailer is so I saw the trailer and I had my feelings about it, it kind of same along the same lines as, as you. But uh, but then it kind of uh, I read some things about it and read yeah. that like, OK, like maybe it doesn't depict that area quite as both the book as well as uh, or the memoir as well as uh, the movie for, uh, just based off of the trailer doesn't necessarily paint that area in the the, the light that, you know, people from that area would paint it. Right. right. Uh, because, you know, and ironically enough, you have a person who's from like California and Ron Howard directing right. a film about, you know, Appalachian people, or, which is. It's always a little interesting when you got somebody who's not from mm -hmm. wherever the place is or, you know, doesn't really have a strong connection. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe he has a family. Who knows? Maybe he has a cousin. He might. From, from, well, I should uh, have been there. born there. Yeah. Um, but uh, so uh, so just a couple of things that I that I yeah noticed off the bat, uh, you know, in, in watching the trailer was, uh, yeah, uh, both Amy Adams and Glenn Close, uh, they both look yeah <laughs> a type of way yeah. uh in this yeah. uh which is great you know that that because it, it 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 seems as if they're submerged in this in this world mm. now um saying all that with this article that i was reading the thing that it kind of like talked about was uh and it's an article i believe from uh the uh i believe it was from the uh from esquire uh that basically it's saying that and i think this person was from you know the Appala Appalachian place. I, is it? It's not like a state. It's not a place. It's like a. It's, it's like New region. England, right? It's yeah, like yeah. New England in a way, where it's, it's just like it's it's not ill-defined. It's, it's just a region. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I'm gonna look it up. While yeah. Talk. There you go. I, it it might be like around the Tennessee area. I don't know. I I, I did not uh, pay attention in so high, geography right? class. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh. This person was saying, and I think this is uh, Justin uh, Kirkland with uh, with uh, Esquire. Um, he was basically saying that, look, you know, it's tough when you have uh, when you have somebody else who's telling a story about certain people because they may not capture like the full scope of who and what those people yeah. are, right? That they might have a caricature version of. Like somebody on what the somebody on the outside, what they would view those yeah. people as you know, it's like, you know, just hillbilly, uh, you know, um, uh, hopped up on drugs and, you know, poor. And, you know, and he, he what he was saying in this article that he wrote was that, sure, that's a part of it, but that's not the only thing that's there. Right. 
the only issue that I have with him is is that like it's a movie or it's well I guess it was a, it was a memoir and a person's telling that from their perspective. Yeah. Now he I think he the person who wrote this article essentially kind of criticizing it a little bit but not full throatedly criticizing it. He was saying that oh like you're telling this from a certain perspective but it's like well what what other perspective am I supposed to tell the story yeah, right. from? Like I can't I can't, can't yeah I can't tell you you can't tell somebody else what you know especially since this is based off of a true story you can't tell somebody else what their experience is so if somebody experienced it then they experience it now does get a little weird when you get into the movie territory because now it's you know hollywoodified you know i just made up that word by the way um uh it's hollywoodified um (laughs) and uh uh and you know there's there's certain things that i'm sure they put into it that you know clearly is just there for like effect and Mm -hmm. things like that to make a little more this a little more that um but you know based based off the fact that this is based off a book you know you'd have to assume that they try to at least stick somewhat close to what the the actual story was and so uh and so i kind of i kind of have to push back on the idea that like oh like you can't depict people or people should be depicted in their full like essence is like well for one you know shit just has to be entertaining right like you have to have something that hooks people so what always gets people hooked Let's talk about drugs. Let's oh, talk yeah. about sex. Let's talk about, you know, Apparently all those things. Hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about hillbillies. My name is Earl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so all that shit is designed um, to uh, to uh, make it so that um, I'm trying to I'm trying to give you a signal. Here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <I got> you. <laughs> uh, so uh, all of that is designed to make it so that you'll watch the fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. shit, you know, it's something interesting there. I'm not just going to watch something. It's like, Oh yeah, I woke up and it was a regular day outside and nothing really happened. So the like, thing about really this is, is we have another story coming up soon yeah. that kind of plays along this line too, about people's perception of a certain group. Yeah. And I agree with you. You can have a memoir and then complain if you're from that region yeah. that this memoir is not true to what's actually going on. Well, damn, like your experiences might have not been the same as mine. Exactly. Like, so you and I are both foreigners to this country. Yeah. We probably have had completely well, different experiences. I'm not a foreigner. Well, actually, but... I mean, technically, yeah. <laughs> Born in but Columbia, fair enough. right? I, I hear your, yeah, there yeah. is no whiter place, or no, I said whiter. whiter place. <laughs> uh, there is no uh, more, how am I trying to say it? Like, there's no, there's no place in America more, more suburban suburban whatever you want to fucking call it then then colombia yeah yeah we should know this is not colombia south america (laughs) some people once thought when you you told that story but my point is you grew up yeah you know as essentially an outsider too and you and i probably had completely different experiences yeah you know but still being in a similar sort of situation whereas in like this guy he's giving it to you from his perspective this is what happened to him yeah so jd vance yeah he's he's giving it uh he's giving us his particular story which again i don't have a problem with people saying like oh hey like that's not the full context okay well you you can also write a memoir and (laughs) and then get it published and it sounds like he made something out of himself you know he got out of that yeah but i think that's what they're and and i think that's maybe where some people are like well we might have an issue with this yeah so that's what he's they're basically trying to say is, is that like okay you know uh it's not like oh you just you, you, it's a race to get out of right. this 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 town or this place and then you go somewhere else and immediately like you become like you know oh like you go to new york and now suddenly you're somebody you know right. it's like no you're still somebody 
even if you still live in Appalachia or Columbia mm-hmm. or wherever the fuck it is you're from. Um, and so, uh, so anyways, so I, th- I thought that was really interesting. Uh, and also, uh, I thought that this, this trailer kind of reminded me of uh, King of Staten Island, uh, with, uh, it has that feel a little bit. Yeah. yeah where it just, it feels like it's, it's very, it's a, from a very particular per- mm-hmm. place. And as a, you know, a very, I'm sure there's going to be just a lot of things that are very particular, Absolutely. From this place in this uh, in this movie, it feels like it's kind of and it, I feel like that's what it was with Staten Island. Like it didn't Staten, King of Staten Island didn't feel like a big like Hollywood movie. It felt more like a oh we're getting so, like some somebody yeah, grew yeah. up and then he had experiences and now we're getting to see some of those. I mean, experiences. we had that here in in Baltimore uh, a couple of years ago. There was a movie out of Essex. Um, oh shoot, I forgot what it was called, but it was like it was specifically to that. Essex, Dundalk area, and it's yeah. like if you're not from that area and you don't understand what's happening right there, yeah. what's happening in Essex is completely different than what happened in Reister's Town. That's you know, west of Baltimore. So you said like, it a weird way, but I still I'll accept. What would I say? I, you put like an accent on Reister's Town. Reister's, I don't know what you did. Uh, I can't recreate it. I, <laughs> I, I am foreign. I am the fake O'Reilly. <laughs> okay, now you're okay. come on, give it to me. Give I it see. To me. Uh, yeah, this is uh, what Arena always does. Um, okay, but uh, but yeah, so this movie is again coming out on november 24th um and uh and and yeah uh it seems like it's going to be an interesting type of movie uh, i'll definitely try to check it out i i just like you i'm a huge fan of uh, amy adams yeah. uh i think i've uh kind of always been uh, a fan of her so i'll literally check out anything she's in um so yeah i'll give this a try uh with that being said we are going to move uh the fuck on um, to another trailer that came out this, uh, this past uh, week. Um, so we got a trailer for uh, Sylvie's Love. Um, so this is about a woman uh, working at her father's uh, record store in Harlem in the late 1950s uh, who meets uh, an aspiring saxophone player. Uh, this is uh, directed by um, uh, Eugene uh, Ash uh, and is written by Ash as well. Uh, and stars Tessa Thompson, Namdi Asmoa, uh, Eva Longoria, uh, as well as uh, Aja uh, Naomi King, um, and is due out uh, actually Christmas Day uh, on Amazon Prime. Um, what did you think about the trailer when you first laid eyes on it? This is probably out of the trailers that we have. This yeah. is the one that I'm excited about. Okay. I mean, it's it's Namdi Asmoa, man. Dude. Mr. Mr. You throw it my way, you're gonna pay. Holy shit! I don't think people remember. Like, no, uh, dude, bro, shut down corner. Yo, through the like first five six years, what like was, on an island in Kenya is where he was. was. <laughs> Nigeria, I don't know. Sorry, man. He's <laughs> just he's, he's just the one black nation. You're just just anyone. Yeah, he's just not, like half Nigerian, I think. Yeah, I believe he is. Yeah. I um, uh, but uh, but it, weren't you surprised when you saw him? No, because he's. I, at first, I was trying to remember who he was because I saw his face and I was like, "Yo, this dude seems like mad familiar." And then I was, I like, saw, oh, this I saw the Nami. name and I was yeah, like, Wait, "I didn't hold a second. I didn't even see the name when the trailer started. I, I was like, "Yo, this dude looks like mad familiar." And then I was like, "Oh shit, it's Namdi." Yeah. Uh, but what was interesting is, just like he's had a very interesting career, man. He as soon, basically as soon as you, for one, he like retired like mad early from from the NFL, mm-hmm. at least considering you know. Uh, how long careers tend to be, especially at his position at at cornerback, they usually kind of hang around forever, Um, especially a dude of his talent. Um, And 
but immediately after that, he transitioned into like yeah, producing yeah, films. Right yeah, uh, but not even acting in films, like producing mm-hmm. films, you know, and, and producing projects. Uh, and then he started getting a little bit more into the the acting sphere. Uh, and then didn't really hear from him for for quite some time. So this is my first time really sort of seeing him in, no, in so some years. The yeah. funny thing was, I when I saw this, I had literally just seen an episode of Leverage that he was in. Really? Yeah, because I remember I, same exact thing. I never heard of the, the show, but I'll leverage, take it. Really? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Five seasons on TNT. Oh, is that Timothy the Hutton? Is that the one where Christian they're like Kane. they're all yeah, they're, yeah the they're all thieves. Robin gotcha. Hood Didn't guys. like it. I, I always love Christian Kane and Angel, and oh, seeing yeah, him on that yeah. show, I was just like, I can't do it. Oh man, you got to give it some time. Yeah. It's, it's funny, but yeah, he was in that, and he 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 played this um Nigerian or something like that <laughs> bodyguard to the Nigerian president. <laughs> Why do you have to say it like that? Just say it, oh, Nigerian. No, Why do you something you like that? He's Nigerian. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was some some African country, but he did like all his own stunts and worse. everything. Like he was a badass. He was going yeah. at it with Christian Kane, and yeah, I was same exact thing as you. I was like, man, I recognize that face, but I can't like put the name to it. And then I saw this, and it looks good, man. Like yeah. it looks great. And and from my understanding, uh, one of the films that he did couple of years ago he 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 was touted for it like people really loved him in it yeah and watching this trailer it felt good yeah. it felt like you were gonna get i mean it's a story that's been told many times yeah you know the lost love you come back you reconnect and then there's different parts of your life you know that may not intersect with that same love yeah but this looked nice it had a feel to it that you could probably relate to yeah and i'm, I'm excited for it not just because it's namdi but just the story looks nice yeah uh and, and so you know obviously we've been talking about namdi um but uh I, I would say going through the trailer um tessa thompson one thing one quick thing mm-hmm. with her before i really go in on the story uh i always think she's deaf and it's because of Creed, <laughs> oh my God. why I'm convinced she's deaf. And I have yeah. to like remember each time. No, she was just playing a character, yeah, you yeah. fucking moron. She's, she's not actually job. deaf. Yeah. Um, but uh, every time I see her, I'm like, oh, like, what do, do you have? Like, where are your yeah. uh, the implants or whatever? Um, uh, so, but anyways, uh, looking at the trailer, man, uh, it just uh, what I noticed right off the bat is it just seemed like they have like chemistry. Like it, yeah, it exactly. seems like they have really good chemistry, Namdi and, and Tessa uh thompson and uh yeah uh that you know that basically sums up the entire trailer it's just mm-hmm. basically uh so tessa thompson um she meets not uh she meets Namdi's character and i could easily just look up their names but i refuse to um but uh they it looks like they kind of there you go sylvie i, I guess i didn't robert know. is it first name last name i don't know uh there you go <laughs> sylvie love yeah uh so uh you they meet you know, obviously and they they fall for each other and then you know he's a saxophone player so he gets a job somewhere else kind of reminds me of um uh what's the one with ryan gosling and uh uh emma stone no uh emma stone? yeah emma stone oh um, um la la land la la land yeah, yeah, yeah kind of yeah, reminds yeah. me of la la land a bit um and so uh and so yeah so so basically the whole it's about him going away and then she obviously meets somebody else gets married and she gets a job that she really likes and then now after years apart they meet each other again you know that line that they delivered when she uh in the trailer when she was talking to her husband and Mm -hmm. she was saying that i can't be the woman of your dreams i believe it's this one right here the one yeah when when i'm trying to be the woman of my dreams yeah like and and that's such a powerful thing between Mm. couples yeah you know when when you have one idea of your partner yeah 
and your partner really wants something different out of their own life. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's powerful. You're getting a bit uh, existential here on I this, am. Uh, on I'm, the, try, on I'm this trying podcast, to do but, Orain uh, the best yeah, I can. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no but yeah, I, I think you're you're right, and I think that's what they're trying to sort of go for with the uh, with with the movie is this sort of idea that you you literally can't have it all, right? You can't pursue your dreams as uh, as deeply as you want to pursue them and be in a really sort of committed relationship um, with somebody uh, who needs attention you yeah. know who needs uh you know who needs your your attention in, in some meaningful way um and i think that that is a story that's been sort of rehashed over you know a, a lot of movies a lot of storylines but i do think that it feels there's just like you said before like this feels like a it's a story we've clearly seen before but there's something about the combination of of namdi as well as tess yeah. thompson that uh feels like okay this could be an enjoyable like I, I remember getting the same feeling when i was watching um i, I uh before i watched uh, if bill street could talk uh mm -hmm. i remember watching that trailer thinking okay like this seems like i know exactly where this story said it yeah. but i i still want to you know uh tag along for the for the ride uh nonetheless uh so so yeah uh this movie again is due out on christmas day december 25th on amazon prime uh and uh yeah I think uh, this is another movie that I'll, I'll definitely try to uh, try to check out. Uh, and it's great that it's coming out on fucking Amazon Prime because I never understood going to the theaters on Christmas Day. I've never got that. I never. I, I don't that, know why that's a thing. I did that one, two years straight with my Jewish friend Kaya. Back back in the day when I was like somewhat Muslim. Yeah. I don't celebrate Christmas. She doesn't celebrate Christmas. Not on Christmas Day, at least. Yeah. So we went out for Chinese food and we watched... Um, what was that movie with uh it wasn't Meryl Streep and um Seth Rogen it was uh Seth Rogen and um Barbara something she was playing his mother he was a uh he was a salesman trying to pitch a I don't know it was just two Jewish people so it was just <laughs> funny that we were watching a movie and we were literally the only ones in the theater that's funny yeah. uh but weirdly enough you can't do anything more Christmas than that, right? than yeah. that so yeah, it's a bit ironic that yeah, yeah we that. did that two years straight yeah we were bored out of our minds <laughs> yeah uh yeah i've never really got it uh as, as like a tradition but you know whatever uh to each his own um <laughs> so uh with that being said we'll jump into our uh next trailer here um so uh this week we also this past week we also got a trailer for monster hunter which uh well, we'll just talk about it. Uh, I'll, I'll get into my feelings about it. Um, uh, so w uh, the synopsis is uh, when a Lieutenant Artemis uh, and her lawyers, loyal uh, soldiers are transported to a new world, they engage in a desperate battle for survival against enormous enemies with incredible powers. Uh, this is directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, which is uh, pretty notable because he directed uh, Mortal Kombat yep. um, as well as uh, Aliens vs. Predator. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course what this movie might as well be a part 19 of um resident evil franchise he uh he directed basically yeah. all the films uh within the resident evil which is none surprising since you know who's Who obviously in the him, film yeah. um but uh but this was written by uh by anderson as well um and then uh this is based off of technically a uh unironically uh a, a video game um by capcom hmm. um interesting which obviously falls in line with resident evil yep lo and behold uh surprise surprise uh but this film stars uh mila jokovic um 
uh, Tony Ja, I believe that's pronounced, uh, T.I., Tip Harris, uh, Megan Good, uh, and his due out uh, November 30th of this year. Um, so, and I'll get to my my notes about the actual trailer itself. Interesting, right? Uh, nice Guardians of the Galaxy shout out uh, at the beginning there. Uh, I like that. Um, but this is this is the shit that I'm talking about right here, right? There is no more American thing than to go to somebody else's land, right? <laughs> and become the hero. And kill them all. And then build a wall. And be like, they, oh, yeah, they yeah, shall yeah. never come past <laughs> this gate again. Yep. There is literally no more American thing than to do exactly that. As I'm watching this trailer, I'm like, yeah, these are, yeah, this is exactly, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, we would get transported to another dimension, mm-hmm. kill them all, and then act myth. Like, <gasps> we can't have them coming here. Well, why are you trying to even kill them? Like, why don't you just leave their land? Like, you know, you are the intruder, not yeah, them. Like, yeah, you're literally you the foreigner up. in their land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, so yeah, so anyway, so those were my, my thoughts. And obviously, unironically, this is, it feels like a part 19 of Resident Evil. Bill Djokovic, she did her last Resident Evil film, I, Resident Evil something, something. I don't know what the fuck it was called. <laughs> uh, but it's just like, well, why stop doing that if you're just going to turn around and do another fucking video game adaption mm-hmm. from literally the same company? So Capcom as well, uh, which is where uh, Resident Evil is, is from. Um, what the fuck is the point? Just just make another Resident Evil movie. At least people are familiar. With you that. were reading that synopsis. Yeah. And if I had not seen the poster or the cast, you reading that to me, I literally thought this is a Nickelodeon TV movie. <laughs> Might as well be. They're getting transported to a new world <laughs> where they have to fight off tall monsters. <laughs> you know, like surprise, surprise. Like it's a straight Nickelodeon TV. Like yeah. And how many more? Mila Djokovic movies do we need where she is just fight it's it's the uh it's the Taken series mm. uh with um what's Liam his Neeson face? Liam Neeson like yeah. he keeps saying he's gonna you know just make the last one it's but the those, last one guys I those, swear yeah those checks and I'm those zeros old. like, like when is uh, when is Mila gonna get old yeah he just sees that stuff. direct deposit shout out to Irene uh he sees that direct deposit <laughs> yeah, right like, uh, residuals I guess I'll, that's all I'll you do one more about. fuck it but I mean, seriously, like how many more of these do we have to live through? Well, you know what? I should be told we're maybe we're hard on her because in truth, a lot of people do this shit, right? Like she's I mean, yeah, not the she's first person, obviously, clearly, but it's just so it's not even you're not even trying to like <laughs> try not to do that thing. It's just right. like and what's such a shame. We were actually before the podcast, we were talking about, um, uh, you know, favorite movies. And I mentioned uh, that once upon a time, the fifth element was yeah. my favorite movie. And I think that's really where this all sort of, unless I'm mistaken, this is really where all this began for her with these type of like movies uh, that she well, played. She was married to the director at the time, right? I think something like and that. That's right? how she got the, the role. I don't know. Not that she's she the best. She did fantastic role. in the yeah, role. I yeah. don't know. She might've just been really good at, uh, uh, you know, uh, with the audition or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, Nah, nah. She she was banging the the director literally. I, hey, look, I, I I'm not making assumptions. She's she's good at what she does. That's all I know. No, no, absolutely. Um, but you are right because I don't see anything on here that was. I mean, before that, gentleman who fell, dazed and confused, chaplain cuffs. So yeah, I think this is kind of where it all started, started with her. Yeah, with the fifth element. Yeah. But uh, since then, she hasn't really branched off and done anything. She I mean, did she's that first Resident Evil. 
corporation, yeah. you know, so <laughs> yeah. she, she's got to stay with it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, this does not, uh, not, it doesn't look terribly inspiring. No, but know? she is a good actress. You know, she, there, there's like, which is always a mystery of why she doesn't do other things. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you think she would get a shot. I bet you if I went through her IMDb, there's probably some sort of indie flick that she has done that we I'm just sure. don't know about. I'm sure. Uh, but, but maybe it's, this is kind of like some sexy shit because it's like, oh, would absolutely. we be saying the same thing about like literally anybody else? Like if a dude, you know, who's typecast, like say, take a look at Liam Neeson. He does his yeah. 18th taken or taken like movie. Yeah. Uh, although I think we have said that in the past. Though, like, damn, Liam, like, I mean, at some how point, the movie watch title is going to yeah. be given back. Like, yeah. They don't want to fuck with him anymore. Yeah. Um, give him so. back three. <laughs> give him back. <laughs> we no longer want to take. We only want to give. Yeah. Socialist. Um <laughs> so uh so so yeah. Um There's nothing. There's really not anything yeah, else like, to say about this. Movie. I like all right. The monsters, they don't look that great. Honestly. Uh they look well, cheap. let's let's see here. Uh let, let's to go to just the uh the the B roll here. Um Yeah, I guess they don't look really any different than any other fucking any other monster that monster you've movie. always yeah. seen everywhere. I, I, I see them as no better, no worse. Dune, Dune's monsters look better to me. Oh, that's because we all want to watch Dune. Like that's nobody true. really wants to watch it. So no matter true, what yeah. these fucking monsters look like, I, nothing's really going to. You sell saw me that this last movie. scene where she slices it and she yeah. turns back and the sweat and everything's falling off her face. Yeah, I've seen that in every single movie that she's ever done in action. But that's scene that's now. what I'm saying. Like, are we being unusually hard on her because? No, uh, it's, it's not her fault. That check looks nice. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't follow her. Hey, go get you a bag while you still can. Right. Residual. Like that's that's the uh, that's the name of the game. This this um, movie will be played over and over on TNT. Of course, yeah. It's I'm surprised it's not already on TNT. Yeah, they early release mm. uh, just to preempt things. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Monster Hunter is due out. Uh, like I said, uh, December um, uh, December thirtieth of this year. Uh, I wonder. I think it is actually coming out in theaters. If you go fucking see Monster no. Hunter in the theater, you'll leave. You might have to be. Well, you. Well, yeah, you might. You Mila might, might come after. You might come out. Yeah, you. You might have a virus or two after that. But um, you should. You should do better with your life. I feel like you're capable of better things. If you go see Monster Hunter the day it premieres Bro, in theaters, a lot of people you got, can't do better. Than you got to do better. You got. <laughs> you got to rethink things in life. Uh, priorities. Um, but uh, whatever. Uh, so moving on here. Um. To our, uh, our our final trailer of the day, uh, we did get a trailer. Uh, some R E S P E C T, indeed. Uh, we got a trailer for Respect, uh, which is about the life of Aretha Franklin. Um, that basically is the synopsis of the movie. Uh, obviously, Queen of the soul, R and B uh, singer legend uh, Aretha Franklin. Um, so uh, uh, this uh, the film Respect is uh, directed by Leslie. Um, or Lizelle, I believe Tommy that's pronounced, uh, who's, uh, she's actually a South African, um, um, uh, South African American, uh, director. Um, and she's mostly done like a lot of like, uh, TV stuff as well as like theater stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's done a lot of feature work. Um, but, uh, but this is written by, uh, Callie, uh, Coral, uh, as well as Tracy Scott Wilson and stars, uh, Jennifer Hudson, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Audra uh, McDonald um, and uh, Saikon Singblow. I believe that's how you pronounce that. I'm going to st- stick with that. With it. There you go. Uh, and is due out uh, January 15th of 2021 uh, and in theaters, by the way. 
Um, and so, yeah, as I was watching this, uh, this trailer, one of the things that I can, I can definitely say is, uh, at the beginning of it, uh, I hate what they did. And, and I think maybe, uh, the, the part that I'm talking about was cut off, but, uh, I hate, uh, the, the, the beginning, yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't like I know this is the fake flashing like coming in. Yeah. Or here it is. Uh, here it is right here. Um, this is I know that this is fake. Like, just give me her on a real stage yeah. with lights behind her. It's just yeah. not this difficult, you know, to to do. I don't know exactly why they went with this choice, but uh, but they did. Uh, it, I, I think they that. did it specifically for the trailer for I'm sure flash. Uh, value I'm sure. But I don't know why. Just give me especially if this is like a true story, like mm. clearly it is right. Uh, then just give me a real fucking intro to it. But whatever that it's a minor thing that doesn't really matter um the other thing i could say is is that um jennifer hudson feels like she was like this is a role that she was always destined yeah, to play yeah, yeah. I, i'm sure when they Which were is great casting great casting uh yeah, you know she fantastic. she for one jennifer hudson she's great she's obviously a great singer um but then also you know uh just to have her play uh and uh an icon like aretha franklin uh is just it's like a duh you know um you know and and back in her days of being in uh dream girls mm-hmm. um with uh with uh with beyonce and, and and that whole lot um it feels like she was just preparing for yeah. for this particular role here um and then the other thing i could say about the trailer is uh, uh just as you were talking about before marlon marlon waynes that yeah. we get him in this movie as well um and uh it feels like one of those roles that is going to be a little more serious for him but is just like perfectly pitched for him right oh absolutely um and so uh so yeah so I, i'm i'm looking forward to to seeing what they can what they can do with respect definitely not in theaters but i'll <laughs> i'll see what yeah, they eventually no. do with, uh, respectfully with i will watch it at home but <laughs> I, I i agree i see what uh, you did there yeah <laughs> look uh it's it's the queen of soul yeah. You know, by the time what the 60s ended, I mean, that's just who she was. Yeah. And 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 I think from the trailer, you know, and, and I don't know her full background, but uh, from the trailer, it looks like she had a hard time getting the first two, three albums to to really hit until she, you know, yeah. really hit with that one song. But I mean, she's had classics. Uh, I never loved the man. Yeah. Um, what was it? Um uh boy you well, make me feel like a natural woman yeah and you know, I, the, like this, it's songs that you recognize that you know as soon as you hear them you're like that's aretha well that, that that's actually one of the things i was going to point out is just like for as many hits as like a lot of these artists give us we know tremendously little about for one their uh yeah, their, their catalog, catalog yeah. as well as like their just their lives right like uh i but you know her voice though of course you, you, yeah, you know you her would voice. recognize her voice right away 100 percent. um chains of fool uh i think that's uh, the one song that uh, she had loved it oh um, man i don't know uh Oof. yeah i know right uh but 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 i think that's what it's, and the reason why i even say this is because i remember going back and um uh, looking at prince and yeah. prince has one of the most and and obviously i you know i don't know this as a fact but has to have one of the most extensive catalogs of music i think i've ever seen like he has album after album after album after album and yet all i really know is purple rain like all the features all the extra that the the instrumentals that he did for other artists yeah it's insane it's insane and but it's i know so little about the residuals the residuals (laughs) uh as long as he's getting that check um you know uh but you know prince has uh so many songs and yet i know so little about yeah. that that 
his his cachet of music um that i really only know like the the mainstream stuff the the stuff that is like standard fare right like so you know purple rain uh little red corvette you know like all this all this stuff that is just like kind of like more like the pop kind of like mainstream things but uh there's so much wealth there and i I think that's what it is with uh with aretha franklin as well i know so little about aretha franklin Well, it's no different with like uh any other major artist like uh even with mj you know uh the first time i heard what no 2000 watts or nah. 3000 watts whatever it was i was like that doesn't even sound like michael no you know? I, I i'm very familiar with and also be, strangely enough and uh, again I, I can be proven wrong about this but michael actually doesn't have as an extensive of, of a library as you would think he would for no, being so, the person that he is absolutely but what i'm saying is is that yeah. you know michael's hits sure yeah if you haven't listened to the they album, were all hits <laughs> he didn't make not hits right? uh, he didn't make non hits i mean yes you are right in that <laughs> but the first time like that song that i mentioned i think it was like three thousand watts or two thousand watts or something like that the yeah. first time i heard it i'm like yeah i remember you playing that we were in a car one day yeah, I, remember I was like, you playing that. like i was like i don't know why you're rapper? obsessed with this song this is yeah. not one of mj's best songs it's not but it was different <laughs> it was very different it was a catalog i hadn't heard there you go yeah uh so so yeah, anyways uh so we, we got respect coming out it was a short trailer though i i did want to see a little bit more no. of it no shorter trailers the better no, yeah, so i don't want to see this stuff just get, give look, just give it to me a minute and 20 seconds give me a minute and four bro it's coming out in like two months it's it's fine just you i'm know, excited for this one eat so some I free loops or something like that in between the time and you'll get there catalog, <laughs> you know <laughs> respect there you go <laughs> um so uh so so yeah we, we got respect coming out again uh on january 15th just wanted to note she was a big political figure in the 60s with her rise uh mm. to stardom she did do a lot of activism work mm. so she was really on seems like it's it's clearly falling in line with uh and like i said i i don't i don't know really that much when it comes to aretha franklin but uh but you know from the trailer it seems like that that's where the direction that they're Mm -hmm. they're sort of coming from uh as well as that obviously you know she's great musician you know great you know a legend as far as uh, a singer goes but she also was uh was affecting yeah. actually like the culture absolutely know, uh, in a very sort of direct way rest in power yeah there you go um yeah she i think she passed away what 2018 yeah. yeah um so so yeah we got respect coming up uh on to the next thing uh so this is something that i just noticed right that we just talked about um sylvie's love right mm-hmm. um and we, we talked about how you know that's going to be premiering on amazon prime right and then i kind of noticed something a little bit i was like the fuck all this shit that i'm looking into Mm -hmm. seems to be coming from fucking amazon somebody's got a monopoly going somebody is plotting uh so i wanted to talk real quick about how uh amazon is going for a bit of a power play here that uh they they're you know i always considered it amazon like kind of like the stepchild to uh netflix uh in that you know it you know people would watch it you know all right this is if it's coming on amazon prime mm-hmm. all right, whatever you know cool 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 i'm not gonna go out of my way to go check it out if i had happen to have amazon prime cool cool right. cool but i'm not gonna fucking go pick it up to yeah. watch whatever fucking movie i will say the first movie that i ever watched on the amazon prime that that came from amazon prime was one of the best movies I think I've ever seen, which is uh, Manchester by the Sea. Oh, okay. It's a heartbreaking fucking movie. Uh, uh, and I always thought it was kind of a crime that that movie didn't win the uh, the Oscar. Uh, a little bit of controversy surrounding. A little uh, bit. Uh, that was the know. year that uh, La La Land and had, we thought La La Land won it, but really it was uh, Moonlight. Although I thought, 
Which all three of them movies was fantastic. were fucking. All, so, all yeah, those movies were fucking that away great year that. when it came to the Oscars. But uh, but I I just remember watching Manchester by the Sea like fuck yeah like this this one hits yeah. a little differently. Not that Moonlight didn't. It did. Uh, I I I thought Moonlight was one of the most fantastic movies I, I'd ever seen. But I thought Manchester by the Sea that particular year was just a tick better. Um, but uh, but anyways, that was the first movie I ever really watched. Uh, that was like an Amazon movie. Uh, I did uh, the man in a high castle. I oh, they did yeah, a really good. Yeah, job the show. Yep, yeah, yep. Um, and uh, Hannah. That was one I, of I the... never watched Hannah. Really? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that's like the sci-fi one where she's like, uh, yeah, with um, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, she's like uh, an X Men or something like that. I don't know what she was. X Men, isn't she? Isn't she an X Men or something? <laughs> ah, she was uh, born uh, born to do jason Bourne things yeah x-men there yeah, you go there you yeah go. <laughs> uh and so anyways uh so going through all this uh that was like the first movie that i really watched manchester by the sea over the course of years though they've kind of been you know doing Hitting some us, things yeah. but not really doing that much they said fuck all of that what is that you guys are at home watching fucking movies great we're gonna deliver all this fucking content to you so they've got a slew of things that are uh have either been announced or they have trailers for mm-hmm. that it's just like holy shit wait too much shit from amazon prime right now i'm gonna need you guys to slow the fuck down so uh they've got a movie called uh, i'm your woman uh that uh that i i just saw the tra- uh, trailer for with uh i believe her name is rachel um Ra- rachel boshnanen i'm pronouncing that clearly incorrectly um but uh but watching the trailer for that i was like holy shit this actually looks really fucking good it's it's basically about like a a woman who her husband is like a thief and then she like he just disappears one night and then she basically is told pack her shit up and like leave because people are coming for her and it's just like a weird kind of like uh snowball effect from there um that looks pretty fucking good so i saw that trailer this past week uh we we also obviously you know uh everybody's favorite uh well the boys you know that that's uh you know season two of that just wrapped up so that that was fantastic which i thought season two was uh, superior to season than season one for the boys uh borat 2 mm-hmm. uh is is heading to to, to amazon i will Prime. be the only one who enjoys that movie in my household Tell you that right now. <laughs> sound very bitter about that by the way you sound bitter really. about being enough. the only person oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely um, yeah uh so uh but you also have uh what was just announced we'll talk about it a little later uh coming to america mm-hmm. too um that got sold from paramount to uh oh, amazon Prime. is it that jeff bezos is like you motherfuckers are at home i'm pouring millions into you enjoying your home experience so i can make more millions i mean that's just it sounds like jeff bezos to me i don't just, know it sounds that like is the american <laughs> dream of capitalism that sounds very on brand yeah, i don't <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you don't have a job but you got amazon prime uh, well in hopefully for his stock purposes uh that that's true um uh so uh and then it was just announced and the thing that kind of like pushed this over the edge for me it was just announced that uh they're doing a um basically like a reboot of mm-hmm. uh i know what you did last summer as uh, being turned into a series for uh amazon prime which you know we're going to talk about reboots a little later uh, oh, i've got yeah. some opinions um but uh so so they, they've been green lighting all these like projects and i'm just like they're they don't have to slow down because really they can do whatever the fuck they want with yeah. their 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 movie studio um but that's not like where they make their money from that's not you know where in fact that gives them actually like a ta- uh that that allows them to take losses elsewhere right yeah. uh or they their losses with the movies allow them 
to write mm-hmm. things off so that they don't have to pay taxes at all right yeah. so like you know uh they make appreciation man Just yeah write that stuff off they 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 make all this money you know doing obviously delivering packages and shit like that um but uh but it's with side shit like this that they can develop all these losses and then just write that shit off um so it it makes me understand that there's just no end in sight for like i i thought we had to look out for apple because apple has just an unending well of money that they can just tap into that they don't need to make money off the movies in order to like do them but um, the logistics just aren't quite there as 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 amazon no I, I wouldn't amazon say that built ready to go i wouldn't even say that they're not there what i would say is that amazon's are uh apples a little more limited than than amazon in that they they've closed themselves off from everybody else yeah and so it limits their ability to get their shit out to them unless you if you use android or if you use uh microsoft products as far as like your pc and shit like then okay you just don't fuck with apple and so that feels like a weird amount of (laughs) a large amount of we talked about it because apple you this dang thing is expensive. Yeah. He's this computer. His, for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. This, this iPhone is expensive. This yeah. Mac is expensive. This big ass screen that you got here is expensive. Oh, don't tell people what I got. I mean, they don't need to know. Well, I mean, you got money. I don't want to. You know, luckily, nobody has the heart. But no, uh, like the address. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> but it's just an added expense. Whereas in Amazon, you know, if you use Prime, you get it. You yeah. have it. It's a one-time $99 charge, or I don't know. I use somebody else's, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's how I well, get it. Well, that's just going to be cut Family. off soon. Yeah, yeah. They're going to hear uh, this and say, nope, that But no, like seriously, it's just, it it's too expensive to keep adding more services on. Yeah. And Apple wants you to do that. Yeah. Now you have to, to, to watch on the rocks. You need Apple? Come on. Yeah. I want to watch on the rocks. Yeah. I, I, no, I can't watch I, on the rocks. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get on the Cody. I was just thinking about that of uh, of I do want to watch a movie. I was like, fuck, I don't want to have to fucking sign up for it. I don't Apple even want to like split it with you. Like, that's how like little I want to spend on what is Apple it, $6? products. Fuck yeah, that. Like, uh, what am I doing? I'm already uh, paying enough shit for Apple, right? Um, so, uh, but what do you think specifically about this uh, this this reboot of uh, uh, of I know what you did? Were you a big I know what you did last? Summer? It was always a point of contention. You were either a Scream fan or I know what you yeah. did last summer. Which were you? What were you? I was a uh, scary movie franchise, uh, you know, fan that spoofed them all. I can't. Are you? No. Uh, no you either Scream joke, or I know what you did last summer. <laughs> no, no. So I was, I was only two options. Definitely Scream. Okay. Which is also why I wasn't excited that they were making another one when we were talking about it, you know, uh, a few yeah. weeks back. Yeah. But like, I've, I've seen this. It was kind of like uh, what we were talking about earlier. When Like you see it the first time. That's cool. Yeah. After that, it's just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't need to know what you did the other summer either in the next one <laughs> you know like yeah. it's it's all right i know that they were talking uh to um sarah michelle uh geller and they were talking to um what's the other chick's name um the one that's in i know what you did last summer yeah oh jennifer uh love hewitt love hewitt yeah, yeah and she was like i just hope they don't make me the mother in this you know like <laughs> if she's even <laughs> gonna be part of ironic because we're gonna talk about something later I where know, know, you know I she's know. like hey just leave me the fuck out of it I do whatever know. the fuck you want with it and then Okay. I just we don't we don't need it. I guess maybe for an audience, a younger audience that really never got to experience that movie franchise and then the Scream franchise. Yeah, this well, might be up that well, alley. Well, let me ask the, the the ladies here. So uh, you actually have this microphone right there, so you can actually turn that on. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you could pull the mic closer, Anna. Uh, so we got uh, the ladies in the studio today. Uh, did you guys grow up on? I know what you did last summer. Did you do you remember? No. 
you you never did you, you guys you never seen famous, it so. or you just didn't uh, like it never seen it and yeah. we didn't have any cable growing up so Okay. Any of the older shows you didn't watch. Oh, no, man. Did you, I know you, what you did last summer. was on that, yeah, that regular plug-in TV. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah I, th- I thought they just literally, like, you know, you walk around outside, they just like, hey, yeah, have you seen I Know What You Did yeah. Last Summer? You're watching now. Um, VHS in my Scream. Trunk. Did you ever see Scream? Nope. Damn. How about Blair Witch? Did you watch Blair Witch? Yeah. Okay. What did you think about Blair Witch? Uh, it was... <laughs> That, I guess that's all you need to say about it. Yeah, it was, it was all right, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think we watched Blair Witch like a few years ago for the first time. Yeah, we did. And we were both like, I don't know, it was like, whatever. Yeah. 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 You, you At know the what? time, it might have been cool. Yeah, the, the 90s is an acquired taste, yeah, I would say. Is. You had to, like, you have to have some sort of bro, nostalgia bro. for it. I showed Anna some, uh, and Anna and Rachel some uh, R&B videos yeah. from the 90s and even early 2000s. And they go, did they all dance in music videos back then? I'm like, yes. Yeah, much different from yeah. now where you're not really sure what to make of the music videos now. They, I don't know what they do in music videos now. Um, but uh, but yeah, I was just curious if, if you guys uh, check that out and, and kind of like what you um, what you thought about them. Um, yeah, I know I wasn't really that much of an I Know What You Did Last Summer fan, uh, mostly because I think it came out after Scream. So it was kind of like, yeah, we yeah. already kind of did this. Um, and also the the killer was kind of stupid. It was just a dude with the fucking hook. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like guys, just stop running from him. Just yeah, he's right there. Just he's an old dude too. He just he it is fucking it is has why arthritis. That Geico like, commercial is so great. Where they're like, if you're in a horror movie, you make stupid decisions. <laughs> and everything else, like, she's like, you know? she's like, hey, let's drive away in a running yeah. car. And are he's like, crazy? are you crazy? And it's let's like, yeah, get behind the chainsaw. <laughs> that's slam how it is in actual horror movies, uh, especially ones from the nineties. But uh, but yeah, we're we're getting yeah, a YA. Uh, and I did notice, but uh, the, the, uh, I don't know summer... like cast back. I doubt like, it. I doubt like it. Ryan Philippe. Is that? Del- is it, I thought Delaware. it was a Felipe. Felipe Delaware Felipe? County. <laughs> I up in know. Delaware somewhere. Yeah. I, why do you? Why do you keep saying? Why do Delaware I know County? that? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know why you're fucking saying. I don't know. <laughs> That's a I weird thing to it's know. It's all Delaware has to cling to that and joe biden doesn't have much else yeah well you know that's also brought into question too who knows <laughs> um but uh but yeah um i didn't know that i know what you did last summer was based off of a i think it's based off of a, like a, a a book or some other property yeah i mean that's not um, too surprising yeah uh anyways uh so amazon had just like a lot of shit going on man they're, they're bringing a lot of shit to the forefront i was just uh i just wanted to kind of point that out so i could be the first to say you know when all you ever see on fucking tv or wherever you're looking are fucking you know amazon prime you know spots for whatever the latest thing is don't say your boy to as you know did not let you know Fake rain is with you. You see how that fake rain is with you. That's uh, so so yeah. Okay, let's let's. I'm I'm through kind of through all the shit here. Okay, let's just let's talk about something that I am deeply passionate about. Why I'm passionate about it, I have no idea. I don't know why this bothers me so much, but it bothers me. You know, it it, it grinds my gears, as they say. I almost lost it there. I almost yeah, didn't say gears. Did, yeah, yeah. I was trying to search for it. Um, so uh, we just talked about how jennifer love hewitt right she mm-hmm. she talked about um how she didn't really even want to fucking be in um she didn't want to be in uh the 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 new incarnation yeah. of i know what you did last summer right interesting you know because it seems like some people who uh were part of prior properties 
they should be the same. Like, same, you know, hey, like, whatever. You guys want to do your new thing? Then Spread fine, the love. Fine. Yeah, you know? fulfill. Cool, cool, cool. It's uh, not the case with Charmed, okay? No. How did you feel about Charmed? Let's first, let's start there. This this story, in case anybody's listening and wondering what the fuck we're talking about, we're talking about Charmed. Charmed. Uh, the the show, original Charmed yeah. ladies don't like the new Charmed. No, no, don't even get into that. Yeah, let's, let's get into how we feel about Charmed, right? Like, so let's- I feel let's... like the ladies feel. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like either. <laughs> That's No, fair. look, in all seriousness, Charmed was on all the time. It's on all the time now. It's, it's still, still on TNT, on, yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Like, Define logic, yeah. TNT has no other content? That's what you're going to tell they, me? They apparently don't want any other content. They're waiting uh, for Monster Hunter to come out yeah, no, so they, they, they can really just are. play that 24 I'm telling you, they're playing it right now. We, yeah, we, they we probably are. Right yeah. No, look. Uh, I don't know, man. I guess I wasn't that demographic growing <laughs> up. Even though I was, like, when it just didn't teenage hit Teenage right. girl? There's a <laughs> I mean, YA, you know yeah uh okay so for those who are somehow confused uh so charmed uh was a tv show that ran on the wb um from uh 1998 through 2006 yeah. it was about three sisters who were uh wiccas witches uh and uh they were the Isn't charm pretzel company it might be i don't know i yeah. yeah i got a little hungry when i said it so i don't know maybe, <laughs> maybe you're right i don't know um but uh, but the show originally had Shannon Doherty in it, uh, Holly Marie Combs, as well as uh, Alyssa Milano. Um, and uh, then they basically just swapped out uh, uh, Sh- Shannon Doherty for Rose McGowan. Um, and then later, much, much later, was uh, Kaylee Kuko. Kuko? Yeah. Is that how you say your name? I don't know. Sure. I forget. Um, so they had a nice run. They had eight seasons, right? That they had charmed. 178 episodes uh, in which they did. Oh, um, they were... They had once had the record for the longest running women led TV hour long TV series. Now, I might argue with you that uh, that the far superior ser- series was the, a show that also lasted eight season girlfriends, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, lasted. But that was a half hour. But nonetheless, they had they had the record for, for a while too. until they were dethroned by Desperate Housewives uh, is, is what Charmed was as far as like the longest running women led uh, uh, hour long series. So naturally, as with all things, right, we're going to reboot, right? Or we've already gotten a reboot technically. Um, And it's interesting, right? Because you, if you, if you look at the history of like how shit works in like Hollywood, it's like, well, what is sacred? There is literally nothing sacred in Hollywood, right? Bro, Charm we'll was reboot, never sacred. Literally, I mean, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, yeah it, it would have you believe, they would have you believe that it is, but, uh, but it definitely isn't. Um. But literally, there's nothing in Hollywood that they won't try to either reboot, re retool, and bring back, or you know. Um, You're right, bring, man. I just found out Leverage is filming as of August again. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Fuck. Same cast minus Timothy Hutton. Jesus Christ! Look at that, um, <laughs> dude. Uh, uh, we 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 got a MacGyver. Who the fuck asked for MacGyver back? Nobody asked for that back. I don't know that girl on MacGyver though. I don't know what girl you're talking about, but MacGyver needed to stay canceled as it was. Uh, We got 90210, right? Like, that wasn't sacred. They brought that back pretty much immediately in, like, three iterations, right? Literally, yeah. uh, uh, Dynasty, the fucking, like, the soap opera kind of fucking show from back in the day. They brought back Dynasty. You don't know. It's fine. Thank God. Yeah, it sounds terrible. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, it's just, like, the fucking soap opera kind of, like, whatever. As soon as she said soap opera, it was just terrible. Yeah. Um, 24. They try to reboot 
24, right? right? One of the best fucking series. Okay, maybe not series. Maybe was, the first few seasons were good. And then yeah, it just I was going to really say, bad. like, yeah, it got pretty, um, pretty Yeah, pretty it got pretty campy towards the end there. But um, Did they bring, they, keep they bring br- back Kiefer Sutherland? And no, they like, didn't bring back Kiefer no, Sutherland. Okay. They said, hey, sit your ass on the bench. We don't want we you don't here. We don't need to save America no more. Let's get, uh, and I forget the, I forget the dude's name. Jai but Courtney, he was in, uh, no, it wasn't Jai Courtney. He was throwing out names of white action guys. Why? It was a black dude. <laughs> it was a black guy. Uh, he's the same guy from uh, um, uh, Straight Outta Compton. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I forget, remember ah, I forget what his fucking name that. is, but um, but yeah, he's actually a really good actor. Um, uh, but uh, did he not save the U.S. enough? Did that not work out. Uh, he would have you believe or have you know that look, the U.S. has been saved by black people enough. Okay? <laughs> yeah, so right? you know we don't My need bad. to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also serious. Um, they fucking. They brought back American Idol for God's sakes. It was a year. It was like a year that it yeah. took off the air. It was like American Idol. Bro, this is the final episode. Free for And then like a year man. later, they <laughs> they were like, "All right, well, fuck it. Like, what else are we gonna do?" Right? They bring and Simon back? No, yeah, no. Factor, they they right? have yeah. They have uh, like who is it? Boys, is it? It's uh, uh Kelly, not Kelly. Uh, Kelly what's her Clarkson? name? No, no, not Kelly Clarkson. Uh, who's, oh, who's Kelly, the, uh, uh, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. They had yeah. Katy Perry and some other people that we don't fucking know. Was it Harry Connick Jr.? I, I don't know. Some people. A white um, guy. People who look like people. Um, Roseanne, they fucking brought back Roseanne, right? That was just a nightmare. Yeah, that was a nightmare. And then they they, they, they immediately were like, "Uh, we're just going to change the Yeah, your political stuff kind of ruined the show for us. Yeah. Uh, So my point to all this is that nothing in Hollywood is sacred. Of course not. Boom. We get the charm ones, right? Somehow, uh, you know, they, well, for whatever reason, they decide, okay, we're going to bring back Charmed, right? To their credit, though, or to the, to to the to their defense, though, they didn't really consult with like the 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 basically no. the crew of the first uh, well, they iteration. Can't. Of Rose McGowan's right? been speaking out about everything, so they're like, we don't even want to talk to you, woman. I don't know why they why they would let that stop them from talking to her, but okay, because um, she probably has something on all of them. Yeah, but that you would figure you'd want to bring her into the fold in no. that case. You wouldn't want to make her mad. Like, <laughs> oh, you're trying to um, pay her off? <laughs> like, hey, don't talk. Uh, yeah, I don't it's know where like Harvey is these days. I'm, I'm sure he's trying to pay her off. Um, but um, so so basically how all this sort of started, how all this drama started. And again, this is very inconsequential. I'm just letting you know that up front. This means nothing. I just really hate charm. So I just really want to just rant and rave about it for, for a little while. Um, uh, and it's preposterous how it's even still being syndicated um and that it even ran for eight seasons i i just so i just need to get this off my chest did you look at the numbers of foreign countries that are playing this i it, it, it would it would make me cry so i, I don't want to oh, yeah. um so so basically how all this drama started is is that the original cast members of charm uh so holly marie combs uh, as well as Rose McGowan, were doing some sort of video chat, something uh, TikTok, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but uh, they basically were kind of miffed at this new charmed iteration, and they basically were saying how uh, how the original charmed was removed from Netflix because they quote wanted you know uh, they wanted you only to find the new charmed on Netflix, mm-hmm. where it turns out that actually is technically true the reason why it was removed from netflix is because it went back to uh or went back to nbc uh so that it can be on peacock which let's take a second to make fun of peacock but move on very quickly thereafter um (laughs) uh so they do this video and she says oh like the reason why they took it off was to make room for this new show so that they could only find that and then uh rose mcgowan says in the same video oh but that show sucks I mean, I haven't watched it, is what she says, mm-hmm. uh, but it sucks, which 
I'm actually fine with. I'm not that I'm not, you know, I don't find these as incredibly offensive statements, right? I say shit all the time about talk shit all the time about shit I haven't watched that I think sucks, yeah. right? Like we watch trailers, we just watch Monster Hunter, we're like, that's probably gonna suck. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's what you do, right? But it's different when you're a part of a franchise or whatever the fucking thing is and you're making comment about like the new thing. That's a different. I'm a fucking per- just a fucking person sitting in a chair talking shit. Oh, yeah. You're a person who actually has some clout or authority when it comes to whatever the thing is. I like right? uh, Sarah Jeffries reply. She yeah. said on Twitter, half of, you know, I saw this earlier and I refrained from saying anything. I thought better to just let them shout into the abyss. But I do want to say I find it sad and quite frankly, pathetic to see grown women behaving this way. Well, and she also mentioned that uh, specifically, she said talking about women of color because the entire, the basically like the entire new cast are uh, people of color that uh, the the new cast is made up of um, Sarah, Sarah Jeffrey, as well as, and I thought I had their names pulled up, but I don't. Um, Let me see if I can find it real quick. Hold on. Um, Bam, whatever. All right. So the entire cast is is women of color, right? Um, and so, uh, and so they basically kind of, you know, they, they say like, what the fuck? Like, you know, we're just trying to do our thing. Like, it's weird that you guys aren't trying to be supportive. And, uh, and the reason why I bring up the women of color thing is because then Henry Combs writes back, uh, let me give you her exact words. Um, she writes back. Uh, or tweets back, whatever the fuck it is. And it's weird how fucking conflicts happen these days, right? Like, oh, you tweeted at me. Oh, you tweeted at me. And it's just like, uh, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, let's all find co- something to do collectively. Um, she tweeted, uh, that's some bullshit. Uh, and a lot of it. <laughs> Clearly, people speaking, excuse me, typing. And I, I don't know if it was a typo or what, but that grammatically didn't make any sense. Um, derogatory accusations of a person's character, despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary, because of a difference of opinions in a, about a TV show, just plain wrong and also personal gain, honey. Um, so what was Man. weird? What was weird about that is, is, is that uh, for one she whenever you have to say things like oh there's overwhelming evidence to the contrary that's when you gotta have to look at somebody like but is there though like is yeah, why evidence? are you saying that usually if, if you're are not like, hyperlinks included i guess yeah i know <laughs> can you point me to the evidence like maybe that'll help um it's like the equivalent of being like i have a black black friend i got i'm friends with black people like black oh, it's, people. It's, it's the trump thing it's I, it's I know, I, I know it yeah nobody knows more about bankruptcies than i do exactly which is true yeah like, there's no way for me to verify what you're saying yeah. and you know that Trust so you're me, just gonna say nobody knows it's about overwhelming COVID. evidence yeah, um <laughs> uh so i thought that was weird but then also too i don't know it felt like she was being a tad dramatic and that she was trying to say now look i do agree that sarah jeffrey's comments were like oh it, it it's weird for me sometimes when people say when when they use certain things to almost say that you can't criticize them right so it's almost as if she was saying you can't criticize the show because it's led by women of color but it's like nah nah, that's not what that means i can still think your show shit i'm not allowed or it's 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 only a problem if i say it's it's shit because it's led by women of color okay now we have a problem but if i think it's a poor show a little little overplayed that I, phrase I, I thought i thought that was a little yeah, that, yeah come on, like you. she didn't come out of but then also how but we, we are looking at it from the film perspective where it's like 
yeah, it just might not be that good of a show. Like Exactly, which is what I think Holly Marie Combs is saying. Right. Like I don't think she was originally trying to say, oh, it's because it's led by women of yeah, color. I think she just ended up down she's just hating road. on it because yeah, she just yeah, wants to be a hater, you know? Um, and so, but then also I thought she was being dramatic and like, oh, derogatory. It's like, okay, nobody called you a Nazi. Calm down. Like, yeah, nobody. Like, <laughs> it, it almost sounds like it, it. they wanted to keep it cordial. Yeah. And then it just turned into a cat fight. Yeah, it did. It, it, it was well, digital cat fight. Yeah, who 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 knows uh, exactly what uh, what type of fight? Uh, yeah, TikTok fight. TikTok that, 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 that did. Okay, why you, <laughs> you made it weird? Uh, uh, so, anyways, so so you go through all that. Uh, look, I want to say that they both kind of look weird in that scenario. A little stupid, to be perfectly honest. I just want to shit on Charmed. That's all I want to do. That's all I'm trying to get to here. That that's all I'm trying to. Weren't they in contention with uh, with like Buffy and with Sadly. Supernatural Look, and all? Okay, those? here's the story. Here's the, the, here's the story. Network, right? I've been trying to get the story off for for years now. I've been trying to say this to anybody because every day that I turn on TV on TNT and then early in the morning and I see fucking Charmed on, I'm just amazed. I'm like, why is this still? Why are you still showing this? I coming off of Buffy. Buffy, uh, Buffy and Angel were two of my favorite shows of all time. Uh. And it's not even like close, really, like to, to any other show. Like I, I just I have just like a for uh, nostalgic reasons or for both, the for, for nostalgic as as well as I think it's just they're just really well yeah. done shows. Um, uh, but I will submit that you know the reason why it's my favorite is because of nostalgia. Yeah, like it, yeah, it just yeah. I just it caught me at a certain time and I just I really you know I really liked it. But after they ended, I was looking for a show to replace it. I was like, ah, I need my fix of supernatural craziness, you know? And so you thought three white women in the 90s. I was like, was they're, they're doing some shit. All right, let's just check Charmed mm-hmm. out. You know, let me see Charmed. I had seen maybe an episode or two, but I had never really, like, really paid attention to it. Bro. <laughs> when you start a conversation with bro. <laughs> bro. Not even bro. Bro. Like I'm fucking like from the Jersey <laughs> Shore or some shit. Bro, like, like your name bro, is. Bro, let me tell you, bro. Um, no, I started watching Charmed, and I watched it for like maybe like a season, maybe two, and each episode was progressively harder to like sit through. Like, and this is as a fucking kid, like as a, like a 16, 17 year old kid, right? That I'm like, I don't know if I can do this shit. This shit is terrible, you know. From the acting. Which is why I find this amazing. This backlash uh, about this new, the new, the, the, the reboot. Which is why I find it amazing, from the acting to the graphics to the plot lines, everything is terrible about Charmed. Like I, I, I am I like? Can no, you, you're right. Would you, you tell you me if I'm fucking right. crazy here? The show sucks. Like on all levels, and yet it was on for fucking eight seasons. We were talking about this as we were, you were having our sort of full production meeting um and uh and we were like i was just like miffed at like how the fuck was this show on for eight seasons and how is it syndicated till this day on fucking tnt they'll just take anything i guess you know fuck it just throw it up on the screen is that a fucking cat in a tree roll it you know we'll roll that for a fucking three days straight why not you know that's entertaining um I, it's like you, you uh and i use this as, as the example when we were talking about it remember eminem yeah, he had this. He had the song uh, "Ass Like That." Yeah, he had a song "Ass Like That," and in that song, he has the line. I, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it goes some like, "I'm offended that you're offended," and that's exactly what I thought when I heard about this whole fucking thing about the Charm reboot. He's mm-hmm. like, "You have no fucking right to be offended <laughs> by this reboot. Your show sucked so hard <laughs> that you have no grounds." And look, I'll give you another thing that she said. Uh, 
they were talking uh, she was talking about the show, Holly Marie Combs, I'm saying, uh, she was talking to like some journalists or whatever. And she said, I will never understand what, uh, what is fierce, funny or feminist. Oh wait, no, that's, uh, so that's, uh, that's, uh, what do you call it? Um, I think that's Rose McGowan or no, that's Combs as well. No, there's a, there's a particular, uh, there's a particular line that she says that frustrated the fuck out of me. Um, it basically is just saying like, she was like, oh, like, the, the 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 people this is oh this is uh this is our show it's the it's the actor show it's the i think uh, that's the one here's the thing until you ask us to rewrite it like brad kern did weekly don't even think of capitalizing on our hard work charm belongs to the four of us our vast uh our vast among of writers I don't know what the hell she was saying there. Crews and predominantly the fans. FYI, you will not fool them by owning the title stamps. So bye. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like... When she said that, that was amazing, right? Because, first of all, that's just factually wrong. Yeah. It actually yeah. belongs to the studio. So you... Yeah. you you can talk about the fans. You can talk whoever. You could. Have you don't own a goddamn thing yeah. in that show <laughs> yeah. with a fern. They literally replaced <laughs> yeah. a character on that show. It's not her show. It's not Shannon Doherty's show, right? She right. got replaced immediately, right. basically, right? Um. So factually, she's wrong, right? But then also, it's just like, yes. And there was like a cult following for Charmed that I don't really understand. Like even my little sister, she was I think a Charmed fan. Uh, uh shout out, shout out T. But uh. I don't really understand, unless you are a child, I don't understand why you would like this show. I, I genuinely don't. Like, it's just, and and I, I everything that I felt about the show has been rekindled based off of the reruns. That I would see, it like, early in the morning, I'd, you know, you know, be getting ready for whatever the fuck I'm doing, turn on TV just to have something in the background. And I, and I, I don't like watching the news in the morning because, it like, I don't want to be depressed as soon as I, like, yeah. leave the door. Um, So I usually just end up turning it on something random, right? And so usually TNT's there. They're, and what I love about TNT is they show Supernatural reruns. So I check out yeah. those Supernatural reruns. But before that, we have Charmed. They do like three episodes of Charmed. And I'm just watching it like, how is this passable? How is any of this passable as like worthy of fucking eight Who seasons? Who? <laughs> Who? But anyways, uh, I, I now realize that my anger maybe is unwarranted Bro, in the fact that just, I should just not watch it and be fine with think, it. Just think, man, that led to all the other WB CW no, shows. No, it didn't. No, because everything that no, came after that was was no, 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 more no. or less the same sort of audience that they were trying to trying to capture. Again. No, 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 no. Oh well, okay. The standard, okay, okay. Maybe I'll I'll agree with that. The standard that Buffy and Angel set was different from what Charmed, exactly. and I feel like they the the, the WB which kind of transitioned into the CW. Mm-hmm basically they went more for this charmed type of situation now i will say that i did watch unlike uh uh rose mcgowan i did actually watch the first episode of uh the new charmed iteration not that much better i'm not gonna lie uh not that much better than the original in fact it it's pretty on par but i will say the acting is better at least the the graphics are better uh and you can argue that's because it's like the tail end of the 90s you know and, and maybe they just didn't have the budget for it but there was just something different from what like Buffy did yeah. and what Charmed was back in back in the day. They both ran at basically the same time, right? And how Charmed lasted longer than Buffy did by being a far lesser show is one of the great mysteries of life that I'll never figure out. That's just how life is. Sometimes you don't get a good ending. Sometimes you just things happen and you don't know why. Holly Marie, hit up Tune Day. Don't your case. Don't. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, if you're watching this right right now, I just need you to know that your show 
look, I'm all for, uh, you know, uh, women led show. In fact, I just told you Buffy was fantastic. One of my favorite shows of all time, if not my favorite show of all time, but your show sucked. I just gotta, I gotta, I'm sorry. And that's an opinion, right? Like we all are entitled to our opinions. I just believe that charmed was one of the worst shows I've ever seen and probably should be, uh, eradicated from TV everywhere. Okay. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll sure actually get back to you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? She's, she's going to tweet at me. Well, uh, I just think that, you know, and I'm just, you know, hit ignore. Um, so, uh, speaking of controversies, we got another controversy this, uh, th- this past week. One that I think is kind of not a controversy, but in, but is somehow like labeled as a controversy. Um, I can't say that word right. Controversy. 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 Just open the lips. Controversy. I mean, that I'm, makes my, sense I'm at all. enunciating. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Use your vowels. There you go. Um, but we got another uh, sort of controversy. Bill Burr uh, was uh, the host on uh, Saturday Night Live, if you still watch that for some reason. Um, and he, with his opening set, he tended, and Bill Burr just tends to offend people just in general. But Especially like a Saturday night, like, huh? That's his thing. Yeah, that's his thing. That's what he does, right? Especially like a Saturday night live audience, people who tend to watch that, he's definitely going to offend them with his, his brand of comedy. So, uh, so he, he opened up and for for one, did you, did you see the actual set? No, but I read some of the comments Yeah, or uh, some of the, uh, the, the lines from it. Mm. Ooh, like I'm, I'm, I know it's Bilber. Yeah. I know who it is. Mm Mm-hmm. It's still rough. It wasn't rough at all. It to, was hilarious. To, That's what it was. To me, mm-hmm. the one about the white women not having a place to talk. Yeah. And just come sit down next to me and take a talking to. <laughs> well, he, well, no, he was, he was, he like, but, but again, I think this is like w- w- what it is to like watch something versus what it is to like read something. Right. When you read it, sometimes things just sound like it's oh, like yeah, Trump. It right? sounds like fucking ridiculousness. Well, yeah, it's, it's like Trump, right? Like when you. You when you watch him speak, it's like vastly different than when you when you're reading it. You're like, this is incoherent nonsense. When he's saying <laughs> I, I, it, it actually sounds that. like no, no, like no, it makes some sort of sense. No, no it's time. still incoherent. What I'm saying is, is that you can at least it's kind of understand what he's saying. It, you mean like no, it's way worse yeah, reading yeah, what he's saying versus you. what he versus hearing it because at least you can kind of understand the different fluctuations. You can understand when he's pivoting from one thing to this. sometimes you can understand that. When you're reading it, you're just like, none of this when is intelligible. I don't even know if this is anything. He evil. just goes right into it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so so uh, I thought Bill Burr's, his stand-up uh, for the opening of Saturday Night Live was hilarious. And the reason why is because he did something that is very sort of clever. And part of this is I actually got this from, uh, I was listening to the, the Brilliant Idiots and Andrew Schultz. And, uh, and he made this point that I thought was a really fucking good point. And I watched the whole set uh, from Burr is that, what he did was he basically plays he plays people who would say that they're oppressed against one another which is kind of a genius thing because then if you're attacking bill burn like hey this is offensive there are people who you would naturally be aligned with who would be like nah that shit's hilarious right mm-hmm. so what so him going after like white women he was basically pitting white women against literally everybody else who would say they're oppressed and everybody else is like, no, that shit slaps. It's hilarious. White women are like, this is not funny at all. <laughs> like, but it, but it, so now you're naturally sort of like pitting people against each other who they would otherwise be or supposed to supposedly supposed to be like aligned, you know, which I think is in comedy. That's a difficult thing to try to do. 
But if you were were to do it, well, now you're cooking with some gas because you're at the same time you're ruffling feathers. You're also producing comedy that people are like, oh, that shit is hilarious. But it's 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 in the um it's in the friction that you're like, okay, I got something that like works, right? It's not when you say comedy that everybody's just like, ah, ha, 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 that's not that, that's that's some lame ass shit. Like nobody really wants like it's not to me. It's not real comedy unless somebody somewhere is like. A little bit. I mean, offended. yeah, yeah, that's kind of the point of comedy. Exactly. When you have some shit that is just like, ah, uh, <laughs> it's just like, okay. Look, full disclosure. I haven't seen the skit. Yeah. I am reading the same article. You're, uh, you know, we 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 got in our uh, production. Yeah. It sounds bad. No, it was hilarious. Is what, what? it was. So so can Take, I set it up? Can I set it up for you? Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. So basically, he's basically saying that it's so amazing what white women have done with uh with this whole woke movement that. They uh, and I think the specific line that he uses is that uh, they <laughs> they swing their uh, their Gucci uh, feet over <laughs> over the oppression fence uh, and are just dangling it over everybody else's oppression um, because somehow they've made the woke movement more about them than about right, anybody right, else. Right. That it re- was originally about like you know people of color being oppressed, and eight seconds later it's about white women just screaming about everything you know uh and uh and then he and then he and the part that i thought that most people took exception to was the whole idea of uh uh the pride month which was even more amazing to watch because everything that you're feeling right now in terms of like uh, this is like rough to like listen to Mm -hmm. everybody in the crowd was like basically the same way they weren't sure where what direction he was going in and it's the most hilarious thing to watch because they both go they go from being how you were of like Oh, where the fuck you're going with this bill to oh that shit's hilarious because he so he starts off is like well why the fuck is pride month in june uh and it's a that's a long month right and everybody's like uh bill what are you doing here <laughs> but then what he says is like well it's for people you know who weren't actually enslaved and everybody gets like really weird then like everybody's like whoa what are you talking about because and they're not thinking about what he's saying he's not saying that uh he's not saying that uh gay people aren't oppressed he's saying that gay people weren't enslaved which is like a specific thing to say so he's comparing it to black history month which only gets is in february it's cold it's only 28 days long he's like well why the fuck are we only giving black people uh who were actually enslaved february like one of the worst months why don't we just bump them up to uh july you know, and then for black gay people, they could just have two months where they're just celebrating everything, you know? And so by the end of it, people were laughing. It was hilarious. I don't know. I get, I thought it, was I get it. Yeah. I don't, I, I can't go with it, man. If, and that's fair. It's not, it's not for everybody. Burr is definitely not no, for everybody. No, absolutely. And I stopped watching him years ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. Let, let me, let me do this. Yeah. You mind if I read? Sure. And then have the women in here. Say what they think. Is that okay? All right. <laughs> on on the white women part, he says, "quote the they, nerve." They're they're biased. Okay, are they? Because they're white women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Full disclosure: two white women in the studio. <laughs> so, quote the nerve of you, white women. Uh, you guys stood by us, toxic white males, through centuries of our crimes against humanity. You rolled around in the blood money and the occasional okay and occasionally when you wanted to sneak off and hook up with a black dude, you got caught. You said it wasn't consensual. Yeah, that's what you did. So why don't you shut up 
you sit down next to me and you take your talking to. There's your microphone. Um, so I agree that white women suck and I don't agree <laughs> with the rest of <laughs> 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 Damn. <laughs> Boom. Roasted, as Mike right, would say. I'm turning uh, her mic the- off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's- oh, look at her. Look at her. Now he's got her off. Look at this. Toxic white Ooh, man, man right here. Yeah, Toxic just- white man. And we'll have a talking to you. will sit down. Yeah, yeah. Later. <laughs> no, but he wasn't saying that he was talking. Uh, oh, no, I know. I he know was saying exactly. that white people in general are getting a talking to you. So he's like, well, yeah, yeah, if yeah, I'm going to yeah. get this talking to you, you're going to get the same talking to as well. I fully yeah. understand yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. It's just in today's time, yeah. saying it, you're going to get. But that's articles. I think that's what makes I think that's what that's what makes. Burr and weirdly enough, I actually thought the backlash from it would actually be way worse than it was. But I think the way he constructed it made it so that people were conflicted. Of like, some people thought it was fucking hilarious, yeah. and then others. But, but, but that's what makes it genius is that it's not this easy thing to be like, no, that's some bullshit. You can't say this anymore. It's twenty twenty. It, what he did was constructed in such a way that people are going to have drastically like different viewpoints of it. But it's all in the way that you perceive it, right? Like. So yeah, I I think that there there are people who are you know naturally not necessarily going to want to even understand like what he's saying that just hears all those combination of words is like nah I'm not fucking here for any of that shit right, but with the way he constructed it, it's so hard to deny his like take the comedy aspect out of it just even him constructing it constructing it the way he did I thought was just a genius way of knowing that you're gonna ruffle feathers. But constructing it in a way that you know that, okay, it's not, you can't fully attack me for this because you have to submit to some part of this. Oh, this sounds like he played comedy Minecraft and had to keep building and hey, building this. Comedy genius, dude. Comedy genius. Man, uh, so shout out to Bill Burr. I thought it was fucking hilarious. In the comments, yeah. please tell us your thoughts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Please let us know. Did you think it was con- controversial? Obviously, like it was like more than a week ago now that, you know, by the time we put this out yeah. on the. Uh, are you uh, a white woman who also thinks white women suck? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was hilarious. Um, so so yeah, um, yeah, that was a Burr controversy that I didn't really think that that was a really much of a controversy, and I thought that the 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 crowd for SNL was perfect for it because it was the best yeah. testing ground because SNL so is, it's everybody is just, else. Everybody else who has an issue with it. Well, everybody else who has an issue, but at I think the that independent. they're <laughs> at the independent, yeah. or yeah, at the independent for the, who, who wrote the article uh, that we're using for this. But uh, but I think that SNL has a particular type of audience that would be the first. Well, to be like, we are the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> My bad. Not yeah, I know we had another article that yeah, was the independent. That one's that next. Was the, the, yeah, that yeah, one's yeah. next. Uh, and actually, honestly, for time's sake, I think we can go ahead and skip the uh, the the next one because I don't, I don't unless you. I'll watch the show. Head man. Up, head up. I'll watch the show. You you did watch the show? I do watch the show. Five episodes in. Oh wait, uh, you're, okay. So uh, we'll we'll just jump to the next thing then. Um, <laughs> so uh, so we're we're talking about here uh, Emily in um in Paris. So there's a little bit of a controversy is is the common theme for today's show. Um, so Emily in Paris uh is is a is a basically a, a show about. Uh, a woman who she graduates from college and she uh, Bro, let me tell goes story. to yeah fair enough yeah all right take so it a person who actually watches yes the show all right it's a show about a young white girl marketing <laughs> is her being white like a like is that like a, a, okay. a point Lily of emphasis? Collins and the brows <laughs> all, right. all right that that's that that's who it is all right yeah. moves to Paris because her 
boss becomes Prego after they had bought up a smaller marketing firm, right? Now, she's going to Paris to give the, uh, the American feel to what Parisians are missing. Mm. You know, the, the American, you can't be too sexist type, which is completely the wrong place to do it mm. in Paris, France. Fashion capital of the world. Mm. You know, they've got sex walking in the streets. Okay, so according, you're adding you're adding this to. I just need the I was, synopsis for this. I was getting, I was getting to it, man. According <laughs> yeah. to you know the producers of the show, mm-hmm. which is why we come to uh, what was his name, uh, Luke, I think the actor. Uh, shoot, I forgot what the actor's name. Yeah, Lucas Bravo, who uh, made a mention that they're portraying us in the most the most caricature yeah cliched. caricature way that like like that french people have been for centuries yeah which i 100 percent agree with him mm-hmm. because two years ago when we were in paris mm-hmm. these people were the nicest fucking people you could have ever met there was the only person that was mean to us was the Indian lady who was trying to whoa. get her signatures on a paper. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Wasn't what are you even doing French. Here? What Wasn't are you doing? Did we just get off of Bill Burr? What are you doing? Oh, here? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just being real, man. No, but yes, they, 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 are, they are portraying everything in this show to every stereotype that has been generated over centuries of French culture, mm. which France, especially Paris, being um, multicultural, they are anything but what this show is portraying them. They're portraying them that they are sleazy, sexist, that they are uh, um, uh, misogynistic, you know, that they cheat on their spouses. Like, nah, like, so everything that I know of the culture and haven't right. experienced it, that's just not the case. So here's my problem. We just talked about this with uh, Hill, uh, Hillbilly uh, mm-hmm. Elgby. El- yeah, sure. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Um, Elegy. Elegy. There you go. Um, Hillbilly Elegance. That's no. maybe that's what they were going for. <laughs> yeah, <don't know>. right. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we just talked about this with that, right? Of like you have a story being told from somebody's particular perspective, right? Now, some of those stories can be told in a very sort of a cliched way of like, okay, hey, if we're talking about inner city youth, right? Let's talk about the hard streets of mm-hmm. whatever fuck city you want to talk about, right? And, and you know, let's show up these gangs and you know, that's somebody's perspective, right? You might have other people who are like, yeah, that's not, I grew up like 10 blocks from the place you guys are showing shit ain't even anything like that right like yeah. it's it's some sure there's some of that but also there's a lot of other shit right when you're dealing with like creators of projects like this is why it's important for you to get out and write shit for yourself yeah. so you can tell the story you want to see right because but i that's the problem they didn't do that with the show like you watch these episodes mm-hmm. they just stuck to every cliche that has ever been no. around Paris. so but you're, you're missing what my point is my point is 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 that your experience in going to to Paris, right? That might not be everybody's experience going to Paris. That was that was a very uh, anecdotal experience, right? It was your experience yeah. going there, right? I'm not saying that you're wrong for in terms of what you're feeling when you, you were going there. I'm not even saying that they're even remotely right. What I'm saying is, is that Paris isn't just one thing. They're portraying Paris as one thing right. because that's the story that they have to. And that's what he kind of says in this article, too, is, is that, yeah, I get it. You have to tell yeah, it from yeah, a per- yeah, certain yeah. perspective. I can't fault them for the way. Is it lazy? Sure. 
Is it probably not exactly exactly you know the way Paris is? Obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But are there probably snooty people in Paris? Are there misogynistic no, people? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. there is, right? Like there, there, because there is everywhere, right? I, I think what his point is mm-hmm. the way that every single episode so far, and we're five episodes in, mm-hmm. every single one of them is a stereotype of Parisian culture. Yeah, which. I think that's the bigger uh, Can we issue. stop saying Parisian? I, I get confused because now I'm thinking Persian. I'm like, are are they Persians? Is that Parisian? what it is? No, no, it, you, that's correct. I'm just saying it confuses. It just co- shit. It, it confuses the fuck out of me is what I'm yeah. saying. I'm stupid. That's, I I'm also trying looked to, up where the Appalachian Trail was. Now I'm even more cultured. On you, say, you are very <laughs> excited about this. I don't know why, but you are very I, excited. Uh, no, but yeah. in, in all seriousness, I think that's what he's getting at is like, you didn't do anything to shine any other light of what yeah. Parisian culture is. Yeah, they're they're going they're from a very surface, all, cliched version of what which, they think of Paris. Which, yeah, like which is fine because that's exactly what they were intending to do. Yeah, but I get his point. It's like, yeah, like there's there's a little bit more to us. Yeah, yeah but it's it's it's, it's, it's amusing, right? Like he signed on to the project. He read oh, the script. He he, he, funny, he shout out to Ryan. He got the direct deposit, right? Yeah, he did. Um, so it was like, well, okay, that's some interesting shit to come out with. After the fact, after you already got, you know, the direct deposit to say, oh, well, they could have dug a little deeper. It's like, motherfucker, you read the scripts. You knew what was coming, you know? Um, The the one thing that they were super accurate on was uh, the public urinals. Yeah. Because I use one of those. Mm -hmm. That thing enclosed me and I did not know that water (laughs) was going to start shooting everywhere and cleaning the floors. I almost took a damn bath in that thing. Yikes. That sounds like a terrifying experience. It was because I walked out of there like terrified. (laughs) They were all laughing at me. (laughs) (laughs) As as well they should have. That that was very appropriate. Um, But uh, but yeah, all all I'm saying is, is that, yes, is this probably a shallow show that doesn't really dig deep into the subculture or even mainstream culture of Paris? Mm -hmm. Probably. Um, but also that's why you should write your own things and, Bro, and do your own things. Let me tell you how nice the last waiter that we had in uh, Paris was, right? Okay. He comes over to us. He's like, oh, you American, you know, he's, and he, he's speaking English really well. Mm-hmm. So we asked him, he's like, did you study? He's like, no, you know, I watch American movies, you know, action movies growing up. So yeah, that's cool. He's like, so are you guys uh, visiting or are you running from the orange, orange guy, you know, with the hair? <laughs> we're like, I mean, we're visiting, but we're probably going to run at some point. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like, ah, you guys look cool, but I don't know if you support the man. So yeah, he's ass. like, I can't quite tell. Let me yeah. test the waters. <laughs> Am I gonna fuck up your meal uh, or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but but all the only point that I'm trying to make with this is is that like uh, it's all it's that that's why it's important. That that's actually what inspired me to like start writing my own uh, screenplays. Was I got tired of being tired of looking at stories and like that's not exactly the way i want it i i I got to a point where i was just like there's a particular way that i want to see a story like this done and only i can really kind of tell it from from that perspective man you need to rewrite the charm series tunday style i don't think it can be rewritten (laughs) i think it's just just so damaged (laughs) that you just really can't do anything with it Um, uh, no she she's got her hands full with uh with a lot of other things uh she's done a lot um but uh but yeah i i think that that's what you need to do man like instead of i i think instead of looking at things like emily in paris and saying this cheesy corny fucking lazy ass rendition of what it is to be in paris okay that the, you have a perfect lane then to write a story about what it actually really does mean to be in Paris uh, and to be a Parisian, as yeah, you would say. I think an even more accurate portrayal of you know parts of that culture was cuties. 
of you know exactly okay, yeah, more sure. what that culture actually is like you know yeah. you have those different elements different uh religions different people from different ethnicities like yeah it's multicultural yeah. man it's that's vast. the stuff that i would want to watch in terms of yeah. uh in, in terms of something that digs in deeper than just like whatever the cliched yeah, standard yeah. whatever idea is of the people yeah but also i'm not gonna fall like i understand that there's people who fucking watch you're literally watching emily yeah. in paris right now um now what i would say is is that also you know you shouldn't i watch movies and shows and shit in order to get an idea of what life is like in other places but the truth is you're not really going to know what life is yeah, like in other places yeah, unless you actually like not. go to those other places so you can't use movies as just the man, you would the love main Paris, way man you would love it yeah like, never we been. literally never were been. there and we we're like tunday would love this city they're all <laughs> dapper they, they all dress real nice man. Like, <laughs> oh, I am not so the they are of... snooty and well dressed no, no, they just, I'm they I don't just, know. just smell nice i don't belong in that city i don't dress nice <laughs> we're in t-shirt yeah yeah my yeah too too strong. i like it i like multicultural diverse culture patty <laughs> uh, moving on all right uh so um so yeah so so we get emily in paris and uh yeah i it doesn't really seem like a type of show that i i, I personally be into but um you know one controversy after another but here's one non-controversy that happened last week that was good news to everybody's ears right mm -hmm. we are getting coming to america too in a different version than we thought we'd get it in. We thought we would get it in theaters and we'd have to go see it in fucking, you know, whatever, you know, co coronavirus infest Apple, infested not, theater that we'd, 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 you know, have to go see it in. But no, we see it on Amazon fucking this Prime is what we can see news. it in. This is very good news. So uh, for those who don't know what the fuck we're talking about, if you've never heard with, uh, uh, if you've never heard of coming to America, well, I don't know what the fuck like, to yeah, do with you. Uh, just, yeah, just, um, yeah, I don't know. You got to do something with yourself. I don't. I don't know what the fuck uh, is wrong with you. Um, the uh, long anticipated, and this is uh, directly from uh, an article that I would love to say where it's from, but I, there, there you go. Um, from Variety, uh, the long anticipated sequel to Eddie Murphy's classic uh, is in the process of being sold uh, by uh, distributor Paramount Pictures to Amazon Studios in a deal with, worth roughly 125 M's. That is mm. a bag if I've ever mm. heard it. Uh, insiders said the expected streaming premiere date is December 18th. Sources, I don't even know what the fuck the, the movie was finished shooting. Yeah, I don't even know. What the fuck? Um, so final details are being hammered out, sources said, including two complex uh, consumer marketing tie-ins with McDonald's, which is if you yeah yeah have seen yeah don't, don't give it away uh, for coming people America. On the rocks, man. I, I I'm not even or on rocks. It's hilarious uh, is that they're tie tying that in with the McDonald's. Um, and then uh, also uh, the brand Crown Royal, which uh, which are expected to transfer over to uh, Amazon Studios uh, with the film Murphy, who produced as well as starred in the film. Um, has to give his blessing. Um, so, so yeah, th th this just adds into like what I was talking about, what we were talking about earlier about uh, Amazon Prime basically taking over the fucking world, man. They they are getting all these clutch acquisitions, Borat, uh, uh, Coming to America 2, mm -hmm. um, all these movies that we're seeing trailers for, you know, uh, it, it's, it's amazing to see what they're doing. And it feels like they're being both strategic as well as just let's throw shit up against yeah. the wall, see what sticks, yeah. right? Let's just buy everything up and then see where we're at after. Yeah. Uh, and if you got the money to do it, fuck it. Why not use it, right? Um, 
So I'm fucking excited about this because I thought I would have to go to theaters to see coming to America too. This is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know anybody who hasn't seen coming to America. It's such a class. uh, (laughs) There's two people (laughs) in the studio right now who have not seen coming. All right. We're watching that tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Such a classic, man. I'm surprised they didn't, uh, they didn't partner up with some hair grease company. Like, yeah, just let it grow, you know. <laughs> partner up with every bro. cliche that we covered in that movie. Bro, look, the, the most hilarious McDougals. part of that movie to me. Uh, <laughs> was it McDougal's? No, McDowell's. McDowell's. Yeah, uh, yeah McDowell's. it's McDowell's. Um, the most hilarious part of that movie to me was, uh, it was a part that I think is very underestimated. It was when, <laughs> it was when uh, Eric LaSalle, I forget what his character's name is in, in the fucking movie. Uh, what was her, what was her boyfriend's name? Oh, oh man. Fuck. You're getting me. Uh, I forget. Well, is Eric LaSalle was the actor. Yeah. Um, at least I believe that's his name. Um, but he was leaving and he's like this rich dude. He's, he's leaving the McDonald's or McDowell's where they <laughs> were, uh, where Hakeem, who's Eddie Murphy. And then uh, Simi, who's uh, uh, Arsenio Hall, were there. Um uh, where they're working, they're working outside, changing the trash, and you know he's leaving. And he's like this rich snooty dude, and you know he basically is flexing on him, like yeah, yeah, you guys are just like you know workers, and I'm I'm a rich dude, right? So he's leaving. He's got this milkshake in his hand, and he's leaving, and he fucking he's like, hey, take care of this for me. He just tosses the milkshake, yeah. and it spills all over. Every time I see that part, I both laugh as well as I'm like, what would I do? I would have to, I'd have to kill him. I'd have to kill Eric LaSalle. I <laughs> I don't know what else to do. You can't Straight do something up. that yeah, disrespectful yeah, just, to somebody and just expect this to walk away from it. No, I gotta game, I gotta man. kill you. That's what Jeff Bezos <laughs> is crazy. doing right now to all nah, the other nah, studios. He's, he's just throwing fucking just, milkshake all over. You got a milkshake and you get a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so fucking disrespectful. I've always loved that 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 point in the movie because it it's just it exemplified everything that you need to know about I like the characters, the dynamics. Love that yeah. scene when uh when Eddie Murphy walks into the apartment after uh, uh, Arsenio Hall's character uh, uh, done it all, yeah. uh, Samuel Hall, yeah, character done it up, mm. and he's like, "Nah, this won't work, man." Yeah, and then they traded with uh, with the, the dude like that. Their, uh, their the, landlord, uh, yeah, got the body uh, drawn out <laughs> mark on it. It's he's funny. like, "Yeah, this is perfect. It's classic, this is perfect." Oh man, such a, great such a fucking such a great movie, man. I, I watched such it fun in, German, in German. It, it's one of those movies that we were talking earlier about movies that kind of like you know don't feel the same. Like you watch it like when you're young, and you're like, "Oh, that's yeah. hilarious." And you watch it as you're older, you're like, "That a, shit was a whack. sequel for this." Fine. A no, reboot, I don't. I don't. I don't. Never reboot. No, you can't remake you can't reboot. the original. It, like, no, why? Why reboot. even try? But of course, nothing is sacred in Hollywood, as we yeah, have established. So I, I wouldn't be surprised that's if you try. But even the reboot. Look, I thought the same thing. Anchorman. I will always consider as one of the best comedies of all time. I, I might. I might give the edge a little bit to a coming to America, just because for one, we're talking about it right now, and then two, yeah, I just have yeah, such yeah. fun nostalgia of it. But watching Anchorman two is just like, guys, the jig's up here. Like, what are we doing? Like this. This is not good. I'm expecting, I'm fully walking into coming to America 2, expecting for mm. it to be a complete shit show, not funny, yeah, sloppy, yeah, yeah. but I got to watch it nonetheless, right? Will not change even a little bit of how no, I feel about not. the original. No, 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 no. It's, it's, you know, uh, uh, sexual chocolate, sexual <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> and it's just like the cl- the crowd's just Man. like, I don't know, right. I don't know what's going to be better. You watching uh, the second one? Yeah. Or are you hearing Anna and Rachel's reaction to the first one? I we got to come back and hear that response oh, to man. what the first one looked like for them, because uh, I'm be very interested in that. Uh, so, anyways, uh, a bit of news there. Uh, good news is that uh, you know, uh, coming to America Best two is week, uh, is is going to uh, 
to Amazon Prime. So as soon as it comes out, we will, we will be doing, trust me, uh, a press play on that. Um, okay, let, let's hop into one of our last stories before I press play for the day. Uh, so some interesting fucking news here. We get some news that Disney is basically turning to streaming, right? That, you know, we, we did this whole song and dance about, you know, oh, like we're going to go back to theaters and it's all going to be fine. You know, we're going to wave a magic wand and like the last like year didn't happen. Yeah, why is you your know? voice just like. Yeah, that's what people with. sound when they're trying to, you know, hey, that's how you do it. You go back to the thing. And it's, it's uh, I don't know why it did that. Uh, really odd right uh, yeah. yeah, That's fine. We, we can live in the oddness. It's like Bill Burr. It's like his comedy, right? I like guess, it's, yeah, it's levels. <laughs> levels. There's levels to it, you know. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah. Uh, so, Disney is restarting. And this comes from an, uh, an article from um, CNBC. But Disney... Um, is restructuring its uh, media and entertainment divisions uh, in order to uh, accelerate uh, its direct-to-customer strategy. The company will uh, be centralizing its uh, media business into a single company um, that will be um, that will be responsible for content distribution uh, and uh, ad sales uh, for Disney Plus. Uh, the change comes as the global uh, coronavirus pandemic has crippled its theatrical business and ushered more customers towards its streaming options. Now, what's so fucking interesting about this, right, is is that people made a big fucking deal about Mulan. Mulan didn't do anything. Mulan lost so much money. Mulan this, Mulan that. And what the fuck does Disney do? Turn right the fuck around and say. That's what we're doing for literally everything. Mm. That's all we're going to concentrate on because they they're not stupid. They can see the fucking writing on the walls. I've been saying this to everybody and you got to stop me because I will go on for like very unnecessary time about this. But I've been saying you can go back to earlier episodes of this podcast. I've been saying to anybody who will fucking listen that uh, you have to change the entire strategy. There's no more going back to just we're just going to wait till movies come out in theaters and that's fine. And you know, we'll, you know, wait three months until they come out on the streaming platform. And that's no, we want the fucking movie. Just I know you can do it. Deliver the movie to my fucking house now. Like, because that's easy, right? Like I can fucking roll out of bed, you know, wipe the crusties out of my, my eyes and see the fucking movie that I need to see. Right. Instead of having to like spend 80 bucks if I want to go out on a date to a movie. We just watched. Uh, we're doing a press play on the, the trial of Chicago 7. Right. Date night. Got, got a little bit of wine, got some food, cooled out. Did it all for like, what, 40, 50 bucks, right? We ordered the food. So it was a little bit of wine that you yeah, get. Yeah, it was, was a cheap wine. ass yeah, wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah pink wine. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 shout out to my 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 love dubs. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> my Didn't want love to say dubs. That. I don't know why that just came out. I, I've, wow. I've literally never said wow. that. I don't, you know, you know how sometimes. I'm getting you, you a mug that says, says love, love, dubs love dubs on it. You know how sometimes you're just freestyling and then you just say something and you're just like, hmm, where did that come from? I don't know where the fuck that came from. <laughs> I guess, man. <laughs> Love dubs. Well, now this episode has to be titled Love Dubs. So, um, uh, so, so. Love dubs. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, now you're doing too much of it. All right? you, you were good and now you're trying to make too much of it. But, uh, but, you know, I, I've been telling everybody that like, look, if you, you can't go back from doing something like that of having a new movie coming out and, and just being able to watch it in a comfort of your own home to now being forced. Now I have to go to a theater to see a movie. Yeah. Look, I don't care whether it's Wonder Woman. I don't care if it's fucking uh, um, Black Widow. I don't care if it's the new Bond movie. I don't care what the fuck movie it is. It's going to be a while before I step into a goddamn theater again, right? Not because I'm like, not because I have a tremendous fear that, oh my God, I'm immediately going to get coronavirus, but it's just like, why introduce myself to that risk? Yeah. Like, why even risk it, right? Like, I know it's probably not, it's probably 
less of a likelihood that I'm going to like walk into a theater and then immediately walk out with coronavirus, right? It's probably not going to happen, right? Could definitely happen. Yeah, no, right. Um, Could definitely happen, but probably not likely, right? Just based off the stats, right? Why risk it though? Why the fuck would I risk it? Not to have you go off on your tangent because you've been on this for months now. Yeah. It is amazing how they can capitalize on this right now because if they master this aspect of their movie production making, their streaming, if they master it, they can then use Bruh. theaters as a secondary source of Bruh. income. You can just take all your money, all your gains, everything on your streaming. A theater wants to show your movie and make some money. All right, now you can make now, a better deal, man. Well, I'll tell you what the more likelihood scenario is. Is is uh, so they 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 did away with um, uh, with basically uh, damn, and I forget the specific name of it. But it was basically like theaters, uh, studios can't own theaters, right? right they right, did right, away right. with that sort of ruling, right? That now they they're making it so that uh, theaters can technically own theaters if they wanted to right so what i think is going to happen is that you're going to have these beat major studios buy these theaters they're, they're trying to act coy with it right now like i don't want to do that right no. Fuck a paramount degree, but of course you know? they fucking would want to buy the theaters for one yeah. that's just fucking smart business right um jay-z said in a song um uh they're telling me i should spit it uh well you should buy it that's just good business you know like and it's just yeah. fucking good business, right? Like, why wouldn't I want to own a theater, be able to distribute my movies to the theater, as well as put it out on a mm-hmm. streaming platform? So those people who do want to go out and see it in theaters yeah. can fucking do that. People who do want to watch it in comfort or own home, they can do that. And I reap the benefits from both. And I don't have to split shit with anybody. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want to do that? Of course I would want to do that. In fact, why am I not doing that now? Let's do it, you know? like, And so I, I think that you're going to see that end of it, that these these theaters are kind of done, these, especially these chain theaters. Oh, yeah. They're done, right? AMC is basically talking like, hey, br- like they're sending up the smoke signal. Yo, fam, if you send me that lifeline right now, that stock, yeah, no, it, it might not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rain's uh, stock portfolio is not looking too high right now. But, uh, but yeah, like, and, and people keep saying like, oh, like you know, Milan didn't do numbers, you know, and it didn't, you know, earn them back enough or whatever. It's not a fucking about earning back enough, right? It's yeah. a, it's about what the future is. What are consumers? What do consumers want, right? And it just it, def- it 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 boggles the mind to think that of course people like when Netflix was like had this whole like half of their catalog was DVDs, half of it was. Uh, you can still uh, get DVDs. They still got it. No, no, you can still get. When but I'm, it's well, not half half. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, it's clearly not half half. It's like they saw the majority. They saw the future, and they're like, "Why are we doing half half? Yeah. Fuck all that shit about DVDs." Yeah. Who even fucking owns a DVD player anymore? Like, why are we doing that, right? So they were like, all right, let's switch up to basically all digital, right? Mm-hmm. And people eat that shit. There's a reason why Netflix is fucking like the number one streaming platform in the world right now. It's because yeah. it's like, it's so fucking easy, right? And plus they produce great content. So it's like, as the producers of content, why wouldn't you just lean into that? Like, stop fighting it, first off. And just just because you're so fucking used to doing it the way that you have. Look, and people with money, man. It is. And I do, my heart does go out to the people who do work at movie theaters. Because yeah. that's a thing, right? Like, you work for the movie theater, you're either a manager or you're just, you know, a concession person. Whatever the fuck yeah, it is, yeah. right? That and, and, I, and I'm not advocating for everybody just to get fired. What I'm saying is, is that the theater's have to be forward thinking enough to find out how they can keep the lights on yeah. for for everybody right to say okay well how can we make this as an such an integrated process with you know digital that 
it works, that it, we're not just extinct, you know, because that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what we're fucking headed for right now is, is that now the fucking coronavirus has come along and put everything in fucking um, uh, at an accelerated rate because I think we were heading toward this no matter if the coronavirus is here or not, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just going to take probably a lot longer to get to this point where it's just like, you know, everybody's panicking right now. Um, so anyways, I'll get off my fucking soapbox. All I'm saying is, look, I'm being proven right by the fact that Disney is just like, yeah, uh, we're, we're switching up hard. There's a reason they laid off all those workers on Disneyland. They're channeling it all into streaming service. Yeah. So again, my my heart goes out to those people. Uh, You know, hopefully, you know, that's a that's a lot of fucking people to to be without jobs. Um, But you know, I I think you do, especially when you have businesses this big, you do have to start thinking about the future and like what you're going to do so that you don't lose the entire fucking thing because that's it's looking like that that's what it's it's the same thing as like you know uh i'm sure you know a lot of these blu-ray you know um places they're like yeah you know blu-ray is like the new thing and like we're you know we're, we're selling that and let's hire everybody how red box is still the, i haven't even seen a deep blu-ray dvd in years i literally i've I'm got literally. one it's just not plugged to any tv in my no, house I, well i have blu-rays they're just collecting dust yeah, right. on, <laughs> you know uh so so yeah 30 dollar um, paperweights yeah um with, with with all that being said uh you know uh in, in speaking of turning to digital to uh uh to watch certain things we got a little bit of a of a of a high profile movie mm-hmm. uh that uh that that just came out um and ladies and gentlemen as we always say we got another one another press play for you um that was my arraign voice yeah that was uh yeah that was uh it was very very uh very well done arraign voice um so ladies and gentlemen we did uh do a press play on uh on the movie um the chicago the trial of the chicago seven um and so to give you a little bit of a synopsis uh this is the story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising of the 1968 democratic national convention in chicago illinois this is directed by aaron sorkin he's done a shit ton of things aaron sorkin he is doesn't uh, stop he doesn't he does not stop uh he he is a very uh and and i you know predominantly i think he was like a writer you know and Mm -hmm. that's kind of like his thing right is aaron sorkin is, is a really good writer not everybody likes his style necessarily um in terms of quick-witted mm. fast-paced dialogue um but uh but yeah i, I enjoy his stuff uh and uh he, he uh, wrote the, the social network yeah. uh and uh, with uh, with david fincher obviously uh directing um uh what's some other stuff he's done He's done a uh, uh, West Wing. Yep. So he he was the uh, I believe the uh, I believe he was the creator of West Wing. I don't I don't think he just wrote. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, He's so a good man. He was a writer on. Yeah. Like you said, a social network, Molly's Game. Yeah. So he's done a lot of shit. Uh, Aaron Sorkin. Um. So uh, so yeah. Let's just jump into the plot. What do we think of the the plot of the uh, the film? What do you think? I mean, the plot of the film. If you knew. You know much about the actual trial mm-hmm. or just how, how just, much of it did you know when you first I knew, I knew some of it i knew more about what happened in the year of 1968 okay you know with um lyndon johnson with uh the vietnam war with um uh charles the 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 i forgot i forgot uh, his exact name but uh he, he was the uh you, you actually saw him in the beginning of the film the broadcaster uh it, it would be roll of him um shoot i forgot his name but anyway uh when he went to vietnam and he saw 
that Lyndon Johnson was just basically bullshitting the entire nation. Like we were not winning anything over there. Yeah. And you know, he comes on and he does the broadcast and that just awakens the entire country where he's like, there's no way we're going to win this war. We need to negotiate with these people. Um, I knew about, you know, the, uh, the village that got slaughtered, you know, by, um, by the uh, U S armed forces. And it was just like 500 and some women and children. Um, then, you know, uh, other things that happened in 1968 with Lyndon Johnson basically being a pussy and being like, I fucked up, guys. I'm not even running for re-election now. Yeah. And that created a whole slew of other issues. Obviously, you had MLK's assassination. You had yeah. Kennedy's assassination, too, uh, in Los Angeles, you know. So I knew a lot about it. I I liked that the plot of the movie in the beginning did allude to a few of those things. They had the B-roll of it. Um, I enjoyed learning more about this trial mm -hmm. you know uh and and look full disclosure i don't know how factually accurate everything in this movie was obviously we're hollywoodizing your favorite new term that you created today you already forgot uh, it, didn't you? yeah uh, yeah hollywoodizing. did i make up something i don't know uh, I probably remember, but yeah. you know i don't know exactly long, how accurate it is to the actual trial but the plot itself you know i i liked it it's it's true to what I understand of the the trial of the Chicago Seven, and it plays well to to the to today's society with what's going on, with how we are as a culture, how we view certain things, how we view protests, how we view police brutality. I thought the plot played well to it. Yeah, uh, I thought the the plot did all of that. Um, you know, and and I think uh, one of the things that kind of jumped out to me was like the pettiness of power. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, is I think that was like a big theme of the movie, right? That it starts off, uh, you know, um, it, it starts off with the incoming AG uh, uh, attorney general um, who's Basically like pissed off. Finger to yeah. And, and I got I'm trying to I want to get his um, I want to get the names right here. Uh, oh, man. Who was. It was uh, by Keith Sutherland, uh, right? He, he Keith Sutherland. Uh... Was it Keith Sutherland? It wasn't Keith Sutherland. No, not Keith Sutherland. What am I talking about? Batman. <laughs> Michael Keaton? Yeah. So Michael that, Ramsey, Keith, Keith Sutherland. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Uh, no, no. So Ramsey, Ramsey Clark was the outgoing, outgoing yep. um, AG. And I'm trying to find remember the name of the guy who uh, who was the incoming um, AG. But uh, in, in any case. So anyways, so uh, the, basically the movie starts with him where he's basically just like, hey, I want to do something to fuck with the the democrats in this case so um because uh he didn't he didn't change the uh like what the like john he, mitchell john mitchell uh he didn't he didn't do like it's custom that the outgoing person yeah. does it like way ahead of time of the changing of the guard or whatever for the for the new ag coming mm -hmm. in he's like he did it an hour before i was like sworn in so fuck that guy so here's what we're gonna do we are going to fucking find all these people uh, and we are going to charge them with some bullshit. Yeah. And that basically that's how the entire yeah, story totally, starts. Yeah. Right. Um, or at least that's what's implied from, I don't mm -hmm. think that from that was ever concretely yeah, sort yeah. of like, you know, uh, decided. Uh, and I, I didn't really know too much about, uh, except for like vaguely knew about the, uh, the, this, the story before the, uh, before I watched it. Um, but that was one of the things that really jumped off to me was like how, and, and how accurately it points to like, it just started with something that fucking that yeah. petty. That's small. And it turned into like these uh, seven, eight dudes, if, you know, obviously if you're counting uh, Bobby Seal, mm -hmm. um, uh, it, their lives are, were basically, if they got their way, were basically going to be 
uh, fucked up forever because of some dude who just was like, yeah, I got an X to grind. So fuck it, you know, which is like, how are people's lives worth that like little to you? If that's indeed true, which I'm sure probably has some money. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. Right. Like it's, it's like literally you can play games with people's lives and it's all the same to you because you have the money and the power to do so. Right. Like you, you, you have the ability to do something. So then you just fucking do it because I can play with people's lives. Like this is fucking chess or checkers or whatever the fuck it is. And I can move pawns around and do this, do that. And people will respond to power. And that's another thing that is people response, people's responsiveness to power. So you had the, um, and uh, the, the guy who played the, um, um, the judge in this case, uh, who, uh, who's Frank, uh, uh, Langila, I believe that is, that's yeah, how he pronounces, uh, who played judge Julius Hoffman. He did a fantastic job because he made you hate him so much. He was so hateable. Um, uh, but his responsiveness to power that the entire time he's like, basically fuck you to everybody who's, yeah. you know, the, the, the prosecution in, in this case is like, fuck you. I'm not doing shit. You know, like you got to convince Bobby, me if I'm yeah. going to bring in the jurors. He's again. telling Bobby who's asking for something very simple. He's like, Hey, can I fucking represent myself? My right. fucking lawyer is in the hospital. Like can I represent myself? An he's like, Supreme no case court. And yeah. he's still like, no, fuck yeah, it. he's, he's like, no, I don't want to do, uh, I don't want to do that. I don't give a fuck what you're saying. Um, even after uh, Fred Hampton gets murdered, right? And he clearly was the du- uh, he clearly was advising Bobby Seale uh, mm-hmm. on the case. And even at that point, the judge is like, "Nah, I'm not doing shit." It wasn't until the fucking uh, so he uh, Ramsey Clark, who was the former uh, Attorney General, who where he gets on a stand, where the judge re- is responsive. He's like, he's so polite to him. He's so mm-hmm. courteous. He's so. Oh, power, uh, are you sure dynamic. you don't want to step down? And you yeah. know, um, and and it's just and it, and, and that was a reoccurring thing. It was just this responsiveness to to power. Another theme that I sort of picked up on was how and I and this is what I hate in our current political discourse. I hate the fact that we generalize so fucking much on every side that we lump everybody, and I even do it myself at nauseum every day of just saying large groups of people are the same. Yep. So you may talk about conservatives and be like, all conservatives are this. They may talk about uh, uh, liberals and be like, all liberals are this. And it's just like, no, even within the spectrum. And, that, and that's one thing that I thought was they, they did well with the movie that you have um, Tom Hayden, who was played by Eddie Redman uh, and uh, Abby uh, Hoffman, who was played by Sasha Baron uh, Cohen. Um, they were both on basically not polar ends but like different ends of their approaches were were and it showed in that scene inside the house when they were both talking they they spoke directly to it yeah yeah, exactly and tom hayden was finally like coming out with exactly what he thought of abby hoffman i thought that was such a powerful it was was a great scene because it it showed you that like look even within the quote-unquote progressive movement there's different flavors of pe- mm-hmm. approaches of people who think very different things who might have ultimately maybe the same goal, which you could argue maybe us as humanity, we all, which is no, that's just bullshit. We don't, we don't all <laughs> have the same goal. Um, but, um, but they, these two uh, guys who, uh, if you're a conservative and you're talking about them and like, Oh, these two fucking libs, you know, these fucking yeah. libtards or whatever. Like, and you just like, Oh, they believe this, you know, but really they have very different contrasting, philosophies contrasting styles you know and and are wildly different um and i wish that we would in our political conversations consider that more that 
you know, if you're talking about this person or that person, talk about like the specific people, not just the overall group, because it's so hard to speak to the overall group because there's so many different iterations of the thing that you're talking about. I'll tell you right now, while I was watching this movie last night, Mm. I had posted uh, about our governor, Hogan, writing in Ronald Reagan as his presidential vote. (laughs) What a fucking cheese ball. Right. Coward. Yeah. Coward is is what I labeled yeah. that post. Cheesy as fuck. And I got a response from our good friend Brian Cumberlow, fantastic musician, nice guy. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, I do. Yeah. He said, I'm not winning any friends, making no friends by posting hateful things like that, calling somebody a coward. Yeah. And while I agree that, yeah, I'm definitely not making any friends on the conservative right. Mm-hmm. He, considering himself a independent liberal, if you will, yeah. he wants to take the approach of uh, wanting to progress by taking the higher road, mm-hmm. being the nice guy. Mm-hmm. Whereas in me, on the progressive you know, end that I'm on, I'm like, no, like we've taken a high road. The high road is what got the Democratic um, you know, Party to where it is right now. And there's a different party, the right, that's hitting below the belt. Mm. which I thought was fantastic because I'm having this interaction with him right after that scene with Abby Hoffman and Tom Hayden. And I'm like, man, like we're both saying the same thing. We're just having completely different ways of approaching it. Exactly. And so if people were to talk about you two, they'd be like, oh, you two libs, you guys are the same. Yeah, then we'd both be libs. Yeah, but we're completely different. Yeah, we have very different ways of like looking at things. And and I think that that like that's what kind of like bugs me the most about our discourse. And again, even I'm guilty of it at Mm -hmm. times is just lumping everybody into the same thing and be like conservatives are this and then liberals are this and then whatever else is this, you know, like it's just we need to start being way more specific in what we're saying. If you're saying that, oh, this person thinks this, I'm like, okay, well, who thinks that? Is it is it all conservatives think this? Or is it spe- these, this specific conservative yeah, yeah. you saw one time on fucking Twitter that said this, you know? Um, like generally there's some, there's some, there's some commonalities and ideologies. Right. And I think that that's why we find it so easy to just lump everybody into the same yeah. boat and be like, okay, like saying you're conservative is a shorthand for saying you have these particular ideals. Right. But I think in order to have a more realistic dialogue with one another, it just is like, we can't tell people what, what they're thinking. We have to find out what they fucking yeah. think, which is why, you know, people tend to be, and I, you know, we're devolving from the actual movie here and, and just getting into, you know, political I'll finish that because I have something for the movie to add yeah. to that. Um, we have people who now I fucking forgot the, nah. the actual point that I was going to make. But uh, but it was it's something to do with um, in conversation, you don't really know what somebody thinks until you actually ask. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's that we we tend to think that everybody is like it, we're we're in a really polarized like time period right but i i the only reason why i think that is is because everybody's really like emotional about things right yeah. now which it, it's an emotional time right like it, there's a lot of shit going on right now that's, that's that's crazy right so yeah of course that is that's true and you should be emotional about a, a lot of these things um because it's our it's literally our lives right but the problem is is that uh you don't tend to uh, try to figure out like even if somebody's like pretty close to you on this political spectrum if there's like one or two things that they're not aligned with you then mm. it's just like fuck you to the max the you know and uh, especially like depending on what the thing is then it's just like fuck yeah. you forever you know but in reality if you look at like your entire p- 
political you might have significant overlap right, with right. that you know with oh, whoever look, it me is and my right? older brother we're, we're on polar ends yeah. completely opposite ends of the political spectrum i am progressive left he is right wing yeah but when i broke down with like sat down and actually broke it down with him yeah like there's we, we, commonalities we yeah. tenant the shit out of it yeah. like <laughs> we just don't agree who's gonna lead us there yeah but uh, the one theme that I really enjoyed, and, and I don't really even know what what word to put this uh, put towards this theme was the the guilt that one of the seven felt and the worry that he had about him being the culprit in all this yeah. and him being the reason. And then you see it throughout the movie until you until at the end you really kind of get who caused everything and who's really on really really on trial here mm -hmm. you see the subtle things you know him standing when they all agree that they weren't going to stand you know uh him trying to get everybody to play you're along. talking about tom hayden tom who's hayden's, played by exactly, eddie yes. redmond yeah, yeah tom hayden's character trying to get everybody to be cordial to the judge mm -hmm. try to be respectful because he knows he fucked up and he's definitely the one on trial here yeah. where he him, his own point, you know, uh, I'm sorry, not his own point, but his objective was to move the political spectrum to the progressive left, same as everybody else. He just did not seem like he was willing to go to jail for it. Yeah. You Whereas see that, everybody else was. That's. I think that's the part of it that I, I think is, is a little, we see a little differently. I, I thought he just literally just didn't want to go to jail. So that's why, like, I think it, it, yeah, yeah, so it became point. way less about like, oh, I don't give a fuck about this political shit. I just don't want to go to jail. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like is... he, he wasn't saying it, you know, whereas then I think Abby Hoffman's character was like, nah, I am going to die for this if I have to. I'm going to go to jail if I have to. No, I think he was, well, I think he was pretty obvious like that jail was like his concern. I don't think he at any point said. See, see I didn't see it in the movie as much. I didn't. Yeah, I, like, it, it like was the definitely first... a concern. Yeah. But it was in his actions of not following along with the group. No, like, so even when they first enter the court, like, uh, when they, when they go on like on recess or something like that, and they first, you right. know, have like kind of like a sidebar with, and they're talking and we, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, even then it's very obvious that he's just like, guys, cut all the shit. I don't want to go to jail. Like, yeah. it's, it's like the feeling that he gives off. He, he may not directly say it, although he might have even said something that, that was pretty aligned yeah. with that. So but, what I'm trying to get at is, is yeah. that, um, it's interesting to see how, even though you want to reach the same conclusion yeah. in your political agenda, you are not willing to risk the ultimate risk in this case, jail time. Yeah, and not everybody to get is there. Not yeah. everybody is. Look, Which I thought was so uh, intriguing. Some people ain't both for jail. No, no, just, just, <laughs> trust me. Look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm progressive left. But I'm not <laughs> protesting in the streets, you know, for various reasons. Well, look, it, it, look, but but yeah. I just enjoyed that how they portrayed it in the movie, yeah. where you could really tell he was not about that life. Yeah, of course. Whereas the other six, five. They were, they were no, willing to do it. I, I don't even know how much they were like. Some of them, I think, definitely were, but then some of them were kind of a little more. But I think throughout the movie, progressively, especially with more interaction, they, they all with the sort judge, of gravitated. They all, they, like, they all, all right, gravitated. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, because the judge it was like progress, and that that's how usually how things happen, right? Is you're 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 shaken out of apathy yeah. by seeing something actually happen. So yeah. after Bobby got, you know, uh, after they beat him up. You saw everybody Joseph was just Gordon like, what Levitt's the fuck? Character yeah. too, coming up, yeah, it was just like, what the, the fuck like, is going on here? This is crazy. Are you like, like um, we're not Vietnam? Like. Exactly. So, so like, it's 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 moments that yeah, yeah. you actually have to get, and that's how that's why that's how things happen with people sometimes is until something happens to them or until they're able to see mm -hmm. something firsthand. 
it doesn't even exist yeah. they're like no nah, this but thing that's doesn't like exist what right. i enjoyed because yeah. they they uh they adam sorkin could have really left that part out too yeah. like all all those small little interactions like that yeah. which you they know the movie was two minutes picture. and ten uh two hour two minutes yeah, like, <laughs> two uh, hours ten two minutes, minutes. <laughs> but you saw why because yeah. they added all those little little things, little things to it and and i loved it that, that's the last thing i'll say about the plot is uh and we've spent a lot of time talking about the plot but uh it was a fantastically written movie yeah. uh, of Aaron Sorkin's work. It's actually the, it, it actually is really toned down for me it, it compared to like some of his, mm-hmm. some of his sure, other sure. work in terms of like the, the repetition of the dialogue. Sure. It still had that Aaron Sorkin feel to it, but for me, it just felt like yeah. less than yeah. that. It felt like it was like bigger than the dialogue. That, yeah. It felt like it was more about the themes and things like that, that mm-hmm. they're trying, trying, trying to d- drive through, but then also incredible pacing through the movie. I thought it was a really well paced movie. Oh yeah. At no um, point did it slow down for you where you no. were like, Oh, it's lagging. No, this was paced. You, in fact, perfectly. you always wanted to like stop and be like, yo, did that thing really happen? Like what, like what, what we, we had like, that what, when we yeah. were watching. Cause like, yeah. I, I knew about it. The yeah. girls didn't. They're like, did that really happen? Exactly. Like, you get yeah. to certain points where you're like, whoa, whoa, like what's going on here? Like you want to slow down the movie and be like, whoa, let me, let me, mm-hmm. let me get my breath here. Let me try to figure out if this shit actually yeah, happened. Well so, done with the plot. Yeah. I, I, I thought fantastic. it, I thought the plot was really well constructed uh, from, from a technical angle. Uh, and it just lent to the overall themes that I think that they were really trying to get to. Let's talk about the characters and who, just like usual, who's our runner up, who's our MVP shoot. Sure. I'll start it off. Uh, special shout out to the Batman himself. <laughs> I thought yeah. uh, Michael Keaton, you know, coming in there, really showing his power as being the former AG. I thought he did well. Just a special shout out to him. I, I, I thought he added to that scene what he was intended to add. Yeah. Go ahead. You, you want to say something about Michael Keaton? Mr. Batman? No. 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 All right. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Batman. It's, bats. it's fine. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, love dubs. Yeah. So. Love <laughs> dubs. My uh, runner up. Because I'm, I'm going to have a 1A and 1B for my MVP. My runner-up was Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm. I thought he portrayed the character of Abby Hoffman really well. Mm-hmm. I thought his overall performance was really well. I love the comedic aspect, and obviously we know him for that. I enjoyed when he was telling the story to the crowd, through the microphone of everything that was happening. Yeah, And this obviously goes back to the pacing, too, which I love that aspect of it. I thought it was fantastic. I loved his uh, interaction with Tom Hayden when they were going at it with each other. I loved it when Tom Hayden was getting interrogated um, by his own uh, by his uh, own attorney, mm-hmm. and you know he's like he's like yeah I read all your work. Of course I did. I know everything there is to know about you. I know mm-hmm. how you use your proverbs or pronouns or whatever it was. Like yeah. you know I, I I enjoyed Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, mm-hmm. character and just I enjoyed his role. My Two MVPs are going to be uh, Mark Rylance as defense attorney William Kunstner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, I'm going to butcher it, but uh, Yaha Abdul-Mateen yeah, Mateen. II. Yeah. Both of them. Let, let, let's just start with Mateen II. Like, fan-freaking-tastic. He had such limited lines to work with, mm-hmm. but every one of them was powerful. Yeah. His facial expressions, when the judge would turn him down, I mean, the pain that you saw in that man's eyes, like, I already know what the fuck you're going to say to me. You're not going to let me talk. I'm going to say it anyway. Like, he'd been through that. That character, I thought he did so well. When they gagged him, brought him back, that stare, that blank stare that he gave him, like that five seconds before he shook his head, when he said, I'm not going to go along with what bullshit you're saying here. I thought that was powerful. Yeah. The interaction that he had when they told him about um what's his uh, uh 
uh, his Fred his, Hampton. Fred Hampton dying. Yeah. yeah, he was like, I already knew. Like, this this is like nothing new to me. Like, he did not. He, he was the one that was murdered. Yeah. He did not attempt to hurt anybody. You know, like every single line that he delivered with such limited lines to work with, I thought he did fantastic. Yeah. And uh, uh, Mark uh, Rylance, I think that's how it's pronounced, defense mm-hmm. attorney William uh, Kunstner, mm-hmm. I thought he did fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought as an attorney, and, and you know, we've, we've watched crime dramas and legal dramas, his interaction with the judge from the beginning when he was just trying to feel the judge out to the middle where he is you know, trying to really get his point across, like this is unconstitutional, like we need to do this by the book, to the very end where he's just not getting his way. And he's like, you are really not going to let me have the jury in for this important thing. And he walks back to that desk and he slams the legal book down. 28 counts of contempt. Like yeah. you saw it in every single one of his lines when he was interrogating Tom Hayden's uh, character or Tom Hayden. That was powerful. He yeah. did not give up. He went for it. I thought it was masterful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't really argue with that list. Uh, I think mine's a, a little different um, in that. Uh, so first I, I've got to say right off the bat, uh, I thought, I, I think Eddie Edmund is a great actor, right? Didn't necessarily care for him in this role, you yeah. know? Um, I thought he did a good job, but at the same time, there were moments, and we were actually talking about this before we, we actually started recording. Um, there are moments of time where it's like, you could tell he's trying to make the accent, yeah. you know, work, but it doesn't really work sometimes. And it, it comes off as like a little clunky. Uh, so, and for whatever reason, I felt compelled to yeah, say yeah, that, right? Yeah, I just felt like that we have to get the, no, uh, there. We gotta, there. yeah, we got to get the, uh, the elephant out of the room there. Um, uh, well, I will, what I will say is, is that, I think you're completely right. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Abdul Mateen, the second, um, I, I think that each and every one of his delivery points with the lines, they were all, they were all impactful, just like you're saying with, with the limited lines. Um, but what I think he did that was unique, um, is that, uh, he didn't play it like a man, like he played it like he was going through it, meaning that like he didn't play, yeah. he didn't approach it like a person who was playing a man who was going through an emotional journey of just like being locked in jail. And he's like, oh, beat it up. He's, yeah. he's this is he played it like, yo, this, this is, is my life. life yeah. And I got to like, I got to figure out what the fuck is going on. Like, and I think that the scene that you're talking about is perfectly encapsulates that of uh, where uh, they're telling him, you know, they think they're telling him that uh, Fred Hampton was shot. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I knew. And he's like, yeah, like no shit. He was shot, you know, yeah. and he's and he and he immediately pivots to um, he, he turns to uh, T- Tom Hayden uh, and he's, he's he says something to the tune of like, you know, oh, did you have like a good childhood or some shit like that? Mm-hmm. Or there was something something to that tune. And he's like, yeah, things look a little different on, you know, yeah. on, on this side, you know. Um, and I think all that was done with like. With the, the weight of a person who knows what they're staring at. And knows that they're not going to get a fair shake out of it. And it's just like, they like you could have all the emotions. This is fucked up. This is terrible. Or you can just be like, yeah, no, no shit. Like this, of course, this is what we're fucking dealing with. Like this is I'll just the reality. You, that contrast. And, and I don't know if you're going to give him the MVP because I don't think he deserves it. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah. There was nothing special there for me. It was as if yeah. that That's character I can, I can was that. the opposite 
of yes. Yaya. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in he was he played a character. Yeah, but, but it wasn't. Kind of it was. It was done like it was done like an actor portraying yeah. the guy. Like who he feels, wasn't living yeah. in that moment. Whereas yeah. in Yaya, man, you felt it. Yeah. Um. No. Uh. So he he he's not going to. Uh, uh, Gordon Lovett's not going to get my MVP. But Thank you. Who, who, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to appease you. That's, <laughs> that's all it's about. Um. No, but what? Who is going to get my uh, MVP? Uh, I think it it ha- hands down, and, and this tends to be the case whenever you you get a comedian to play serious roles. This tends to be what it is. What I how I view it is is like. It tends to be uh, off the charts great. Uh, I think I thought uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. I thought he was out of this world in this movie. I thought his charisma, his approach to it, um, was so natural and so fluid. Uh, and I thought that it uh, it it properly sort of like ref- reflected. Um, it reflected the time and the energy of uh, of I think that era. And I can't you know was not born in that era so i right. can't really speak directly to it but but it felt authentic in terms of uh his approach and his his uh delivery of of each uh of each line of it, even the way they were mocking the um yeah. the the judge it, it wasn't it was done in this quick-witted way that's like classic aaron sorkin uh style comedy but you actually felt like oh that's him he's just He's being him, you know, and that's like I can't really explain it more than that of you just when you're watching somebody on screen, you need to forget for a second. Like where I I think that you have the best actors and actresses are people who forget that you're watching a screen who make you. Oh, that's like if I met this person right now, that's what they would be like, you know, Uh, which is why, you know, when people like hate villains and they go and like fucking send emails to them and like, I hope you fucking die. And she's like, yo, that's how you know you're doing a great job (laughs) is when you can convince people that, no, that's actually me, you know. Um, And I thought that Cohen did that in spades in this film. And it was kind of like, honestly, it it can kind of go either way with uh, either uh, Mateen or uh, uh, Cohen. Uh, in the, in a the, in the scenario, I thought they both did a fantastic job with 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 the roles that they were given, and they d- uh, gave it the correct amount of yeah. energy that they didn't overly do it as far as like, you know, he wasn't, a, you know, slapstick you know comedy guy. More? Yeah, it's just more of him. I, I but I thought it was appropriate balance of everybody. I think I thought that they they made it correctly balanced that yeah. you got just enough of everybody where it wasn't too much of one person. And it felt like it was their movie, but it, it felt correctly proportional, yeah. you know, um, for 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 everybody involved. So, um, so yeah, um, so yeah, that that's what I think about the the the, the characters. Uh, let's talk about the cinematography for the film. And I should have said that the um, that the casting by credit on this is uh, Francine uh, Meister, as well as Mickey uh, Pasky. Pascal, I believe, uh, Jennifer uh, Rudnicki, I believe that's pronounced. Um, and then the cinematographer for the film is uh, Fiden, uh Papa Michael, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Sure. Um, we'll go so, with that. yeah, what do we what do we think about the uh, cinematography of the film? So, I I enjoyed it mm. because it wasn't over the top. Mm. I love their use of wide angle shots. Mm-hmm. I loved it because. It made you feel that this drama set, you know, about the Chicago 7, the DNC, uh, Chicago, uh, DNC National Convention um, in Chicago was bigger than just this one case involving these um, involving these five, six, seven people. It just made it feel bigger, which I really enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed the way they did the flashback scenes 
Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of just having, you know, somebody uh, do a quick voiceover or just tell what happened in the past, what they ended up doing was is they went straight to that scene. So when they would, you know, question Sasha Baron Cohen's character on the stand or, or really any of them, even like the police officers when they were questioning them, and they would say, you know, hey, he said this. And then they would actually go to that, you know, flashback to what was actually said. Yeah. Or, or even when they were telling the truth, they would go to that flashback. I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed, from what I could tell, was the actual footage, B-roll footage, yeah. of some of the riots. Now, if you if you watch any of the actual B-roll footage, it was a whole lot worse than what they even portrayed in the movie. Like, mm. the police were fucking people up in that. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I thought they played together with that well. Again, there was nothing, like, over the top. You know, there wasn't there wasn't anything dynamic about it, but mm. the way that they used the slow pans, the slow camera motions, the wide angles, um, to really establish uh, the sense of this being much bigger than what it, you know, what what it really maybe was at the time, you know, just to let the viewer know that hey, this had a profound impact on American culture you know, uh, social culture, uh, political culture, it, it did a lot. Yeah. And, and I felt the, the, the vastness of the wide angle shots that you got. I think it played well. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as the cinematography goes, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like second everything that you're saying, but the thing I do want to hone in on was like the use of the actual footage. I thought that was just so strategically placed and it was, it was one of the more, more seamless, like transitions between and that's why i said i photos. couldn't exactly tell if it was always because yeah. it was it was right there yeah uh yeah it was really well done from that from that perspective um uh you know as far as like angles and shots and things like that when i i have this problem where like when i watch a movie the first time i like rarely watch it for those purposes it's only really on the second or third watching that uh i really uh that i that i really watch it for those like technical things uh, or even like the editing right like how how quickly well i will say is, is that for an aaron sorkin movie i really enjoyed the way that this was edited because sometimes i don't necessarily like like yeah. again like the quick paced dialogue things mm-hmm. like that and I, I think that sometimes they edit it as such where everything's just like so fast paced and just like boom 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 it boom, boom natural, we're moving. It? it felt yeah it felt like we were kind of like moving through a progression here versus you know oh we're just we're just mowing through all this great dialogue because yeah. it's great dialogue you know um and so so yeah uh I, I i don't have too much more to say about the uh the cinematography than than that um i thought that uh it it looked and felt like the era, yeah. you know, um, you know, uh, at least for somebody who wasn't in the era, it looked like it felt like the era. Who knows? You know, maybe we should talk to people who were actually yeah. like, you know, who survived that era and and uh, see how they felt uh, about how how it how it looked and felt. But uh, but I thought at least from my perspective, it looked fairly accurate. And, and you see some stuff where it just OK, that just looks like a person who's dressed up for a movie, and, right. you know, uh, is acting in a movie that is about that time period but this felt like okay you everything felt like it was like born yeah. from from that from that time period um let's talk about the uh the the music or the 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 score of the film the uh the music by credit is daniel um pemberton um yeah for me uh yeah the, the music was uh less of a factor in this movie i didn't really again, it was a good thing it, that it was yeah it, it wasn't it was and again in an aaron sorkin movie the dialogue is going to be, you know, exactly. put above everything else. And so, uh, so yeah, I didn't really get too much from the, uh, from the score. 
um, outside of, you know, hitting all the usual notes of like when you want to feel somber, you feel somber right. When you want to feel, you know, uh, excited. You, yeah. you hear the excited, you hear the, it was the rumbling specific. Yeah. And they did it well. Yeah. You know, uh, they, I, I will say I, I did like the ramp up to moments oh yeah, like where like yeah. you because you, you feel the tension both with the drop off on, mm-hmm. on in, from the score as well as when it picked it up. Uh, exactly. You felt like when it when it was just getting towards that moment or, or things feel like they're going to explode with the protesters, um, you you get a little bit of the drop off, but then you you, yeah. you pick right back up within it, which I thought was uh, was a good moment. You really had that uh, right in the opening scene, too. Yeah. Uh, when they were shown the B-roll, which yeah. that was one thing I forgot to say about uh, really the plot and the cinematography. I enjoyed the quick opening and then jumping right into it. Mm. There wasn't a slow build up explaining what's going on. No, you jump right into it. Yeah. And and, and I felt the music played, you know, it, it played its role in that. I don't think we needed anything. We yeah. didn't need, you know, this wasn't La La Land. You know, this wasn't the notebook where you needed slow, dramatic music playing in the background. No, like <laughs> this, this was an Aaron Sorkin type uh, movie. It was a want, dialogue. You want a little uh, build a house for you type of situation? No. Yeah. No, it's no? Okay. No. If you say so. I will, I will respectfully wait for respect to hear all the good music. R-E-S-P-C-T. Yeah. Wait, I always get that wrong. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's what it is. Man. That's what it means to me. Love those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, closing thoughts. What do you? What do you? What are your closing thoughts on uh, on the film? It really goes to show you. It, it, it's it's so telling, especially at the end, when the judge is saying, "Tom Hayden, you've been respectful this entire time out of all of them, and if you give me a short, brief, respectable." you know, closing statement, I will be lenient to you because I am the one who's got the power and you need to respect me. It's so telling how that is just 100% what our current climate, really not just current, it's just how, you know, human history seems like it's always been. But really, we we, we see it in today's culture with, you know, the police, for example. You got to respect the police. The biggest crime is telling a police officer off. Even though it's not a crime, yeah. but you know what? If you don't respect him, you know you're 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 gonna get in trouble. And this movie hit on that. That judge wanted the respect because he had the power and he was gonna use it. And they portrayed it so well. And I and I just loved that ending scene where he was telling him, "You better come correct with this, and it better be respectful. And maybe you'll get a lenient sentence from the United States government." Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, I thought everything was great about the movie. Just that last scene really, really got to me. Um, you know, all, all the characters that we uh, already discussed, I thought everybody did great. Joseph Gordon-Levitt didn't really do much to me, but he didn't like butcher it or anything. Yeah. And the cinematography was great. The plot, pacing. I mean, it was an Aaron Sorkin movie and, and it hit on all the notes that I was really expecting it to. Yeah. I... I love it, man. I mean, we all finished watching it at the end of it, and and I didn't think the you know Anna and Rachel were really gonna like it. They were like, "Wow, this is a really good movie." No, that's that's another thing too. I was watching it uh, uh, with uh, my love dubs, uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, she she usually is like something you can tell when she like checks out of a movie. She's like, eh, yeah. "I'm done here," um, but. Every inch of this movie, she was like, oh, did this happen? Did that happen? Uh, That's crazy. You know, like it was just, you know, you can always tell like immediately like when like Mm -hmm. somebody like is like, oh, no, no, this is a good movie, you know. Um, 
And so, uh, so yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, the, the things that I'll kind of leave with is, is that you, you're right. You kind of picked up on it a little bit, uh, that this is mirrors so much and is so timely. Uh, one would think that, okay, well, why didn't they put this out, out ahead of the, uh, the, uh, the democratic national convention this year, um, in 2020, uh, but in reality, it was less way less of, and they barely talked yeah. about the actual convention itself right like uh and i and complete side note i love the scene where it was like the duality of they were standing outside of this like you know restaurant, restaurant bar or whatever fantastic and she's you know, like am i the only one who noticed yeah she's outside? like <laughs> you got these cops who are just like fucking people mm-hmm. up and here are these people inside just like oh, drinking having a nice time everything's all gravy two you know worlds, two man. completely different worlds which i literally think they actually it was a line in the movie um Love that scene. That was it was, it was great. And it, like this movie doesn't try to like hide or mince words about what it's trying to be, which it doesn't try to be too clever. It just right. is like, yeah, this is what it is. And like it just lays it out there for you, which is I think it allows you to sometimes welcome it. You know, it, like you are there. Exactly. Um, so but I in terms of like protesting in 2020, man, like this this gives you of like this is what people go through. So when people yeah. say like, oh, they got arrested or like, you know, they were unfairly like treated because they were protesting or because they're activists, this is the shit that they go through. They go through so much bullshit because they dare to dissent from power, right? Yeah. Like they dare to speak out against wrongful shit that's going on. And what power does is it tries to crush you. It's just, and tries to use you as the example for everybody else of saying, yeah, okay, you want to speak out? That's great. I'm going to make an example out of you so that nobody will ever speak out again. And let's and and but the problem is, is when everybody else is complicit, when everybody else is silent, that's when it works. Right. That's when it is exactly doing what it's supposed to do. Right. Which I can say that externally, but I can even say that about myself is that watching this, like, I don't know about you, but like for me, I look at movies like this and I immediately think about myself of like. Like, what am I doing? Like, what is what is the thing? Why am I being silent about the shit that I'm seeing that's fucked up, but I'm being silent on, you know? So it makes me Dude, reflect. I just want a quick thing. I, I had the situation, literally. I was driving, and I'm driving past this woman and a man, black couple, mm. in Cecil County of all places. So could, like, just, I, I'm saying this because- Not that many black people in Cecil County? Is no, literally not. Like, it, it's crazy. Oh, I called you a rain. Fake <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, fake <laughs> rain. But- they're arguing like the woman is chasing the man in the middle of the road, right? Mm. And I'm passing and all these cars are passing. Nothing's happening. And I passed them and I'm literally thinking in my head, I should stop and say something and see if they need help or I should at least call the police. And then the first thought that came to my mind was, this is a black couple. This could end terribly if I called the police. Mm. And I ended up turning around driving back saw that they were still arguing still chasing each other i called the police i waited until one of the emergency vehicles came and then the scene kind of quieted down i guess they figured it out and the car left but to that point man it's like you question yourself like what are you doing like what am i doing what can i do what's the right thing to do am i gonna really make the situation better or is it gonna be worse for them yeah dude for for every so difficult it it is so difficult dude like and and i'll I'll tell you even like to do duality myself and not to extend this entire conversation longer than it should be but uh i uh, i was in a situation like you where uh one time i was uh, we were in the city uh and um or i was in the city rather and I, i was seeing this couple and this guy was just he was like in this woman's face, just like in her fucking face and just like aggressive. Right. But they were like, they were near like a hospital. And I was like, all right, somebody's got to see him like call the cops or some shit. Right. Like, so I just kept moving, but I knew it was one of those cases where if I would have gotten in his face, it would have been 
it would have been an yeah. altercation, right? You know, um, so I I feel like I was a coward in that situation. There was another situation where it was same kind of scenario where there was this couple they were uh, bickering back and forth. Whoops, I need to come near the camera there. Uh, but they were bickering back and forth, uh, and uh, they were just on the street, just and you could tell the dude was getting more and more aggressive. I was like, and we, it was like four of us in the car, and we were all kind of like paused and we're like, oh shit, like should we do something? Like this is getting a little wild. And I was like, all right, fuck it. So then I just hopped out of the car and I, and the guy was like, he was like, yo, does anything concern you, man? And it was just like, you know, he was trying to like basically tell me to get the fuck out of here. Uh, and, uh, and, and I just kind of stuck with it and I didn't approach him like, hey, what the fuck is going on? I pushed him like, yo, what's going on? Like, yo, yeah. let's calm the situation down. Like, this is going to end bad if you keep going the way you're going right now. And then come to find out, like I talked to him, talked to him, come to find out, like he felt like she was like cheating on him, I guess, in that situation. And, but he was like, hurt and mm-hmm. having a conversation with them changed the entire dynamic right, right. right it went from he was just mad and pissed to like yo i can't believe you do this to me and like you could tell his eyes were swollen up and like here's this dude that was acting so tough like two minutes ago and yeah, suddenly yeah, now yeah. it's just like yo it hurts man and like he literally said that to me he was like yo it just hurts dude and i was just like fuck dude, i feel you like and at that moment i was just like i wasn't pretending i was like yo i feel you like I, we've, we've been there we've all been there yeah, dude yeah, yeah. like and it was just like so it, it, it's, it, I think sometimes you look at certain scenarios, you learn, you look at people protesting, standing up for something and you think uh, like, I can't do that. Or I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I don't want to be made an example of, but, but the truth is, is that like, I, I feel like the approach that I want to have with it is just looking at the humanity in it of like, if I was in a situation like that, what would I want people to do for me? Right. Like, you know what I mean? What, how would I want people to approach me in that situation? Like if, if, if there's a war and people get drafted and shit like that, right. Like what I want people back home who knew the shit's fucked up to be protesting and right. fighting for, for, you know, for, 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 uh, for me to come home. Yeah. Like I want people to speak out for me. So it's like, all right, fuck it. Like, well, why can't I do that for, for them now? Even exactly. though, like, I know that's the scenario. So I think we all have to, in me and maybe just speaking about the man in the mirror, like we, you know, I've got to like change my approach in terms of speaking up and, and not being afraid of being crushed by power because that's what they try to scare you. In, in doing into silence right um so so that's that uh completely changing gears here um so i gotta give a really quick shout out to uh i believe you pronounce her name mashavu wilson um she she commented uh we did a we did a oh, review yeah, of the trailer for the uh for the movie when we when, when the trailer first came out and then she posted that you know we uh I, she was I got a this, girl in the, uh, in the yeah so uh she was actually uh she's uh that's her yeah, in, yeah. The, uh, in the uh in the trailer here um and uh and so i, I told her we, we'd give her a little shout out when we reviewed the movie so uh so i wanted to give her a little shout out there she showed us some love on on youtube and uh and instagram so i shout went out, to uh, to, uh shout, shout out i you know and she told she said the uh you know it was, it was really good to be on set you know it was really great working with uh with, with the director and and nah, that's uh, awesome yeah so uh, i was so hoping that her. this scene was actually like bigger no it turned out to be like some like, different shit than i thought yeah, it was gonna be yeah. they look really like they're in the shit together and, but i guess a, he was the officer right yeah, yeah so yeah. i guess it really does just exemplify like how pervasive all that shit is exactly. like all these fuck and that's another thing too man all these cops ain't shit yo. <laughs> like look look uh, okay some cops are good okay okay fine some cops ain't shit dude like come on man like they just they like they pretended to be their friends and shit and like just like infiltrated it's like come on dude like especially like for something as like 
sure in some cases you can be like all right all right in that case it's like yeah good they good good that they infiltrated that group and like right, shut that right, shit down right, right. but it's just like yo bro they're talking about people coming home from a war like <laughs> come on what are we doing here you know um but uh the last thing i want to drop about this is uh this movie makes me really wonder about how hard it is to do historically uh like true events of because you want to get it right especially not just based off of somebody's life because somebody can just be like oh this is what happened in my life but to like have historical events that happen because it's like that must be a daunting task to make sure that you got the shit right it's difficult it's got to be difficult man when, yeah. when, when you learn about it in school you are generally learning the victor's rendition of exactly it, yeah to, to the victor the spoils you know the uh the the victor uh, is the person who will write the history exactly. uh, of what's going on. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, so, you know, hats off to everybody who's fucking trying to do a historically accurate movie because that's got to be a daunting task. Not to mention you're trying to also be creative and yeah. and tell you know tell like a compelling story as well as like watch an effective movie uh, or, or watch a movie that or create a movie that's watchable in terms of like you can follow the beats of it and shit. Which every story doesn't lend itself to that. But um, we are way over time here. Uh, but I thought it was deservingly so. We had a lot of great shit on the card today. So whatever, sue me. Um, we will be back at a very later date and time, same time, uh, same place next week. Uh, you know, a rain real name, no games, no gimmicks. He he will be back. Who he knows? Will be we, back. Might, we, we will have both Once the again. fake rain as well as the real rain in the same studio. The <laughs> uh, you'll you'll be behind the mic. It'll be fine. Um, so, so yeah, we will be back. Um, so, uh, with all that being said, I think, uh, we will hit the very usual protocol. Good, good catch, man. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, all that shit. Love dubs. <laughs>